This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. The whole process started and then like her having a relationship with a guy and then it's like a, it became an intimate relationship and it's like, okay, this is my partner. And then slowly exposing her to more and like parties and then like, hey, like let's experiment with this and like let's do these type of drugs. And then, you know, it's, it's getting like sl- into that. Grooming, mm-hmm. slowly grooming her. Yeah. And then at one point it was just like, I remember she said that she they were flying her out to another country, right, on a private jet with these two guys. And she thought it was a vacation. She was Andrew like Tate? to Paris or something. And it was, what? No, no, no. The, oh, no, yeah. Andrew Tate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Romania. Where did they go? So <laughs> Where did they go? <laughs> Anyways. It was yeah. a, a private jet. And she thought she was going like on a vacation. It was just a trip. No, it was literally they paid just to have her on the jet to beat her, beat her, rape her. What? Yeah. She was like all messed up. As soon as they landed in Paris, she had to go straight to the hospital because of the injuries. No way. What's up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the coffee break up. Yes, that's us. If you're listening to us on Patreon, thank you so much for supporting. You guys are the best. Listening to us on the Go Spotify on iTunes, we love you guys too. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you guys are the third on the list. Um, what else are we? Uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and... Yeah, we got Twitter. Twitter. We got a website. Website. Com. We, got all, we got all kinds of stuff. Anyways. You put the coffee break up in Google, <laughs> we will pop up. Yeah, we actually, yeah. yeah algorithm knows us. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah top, knows of, us. top of the results. Uh, we are back with uh, Milagro. How are you? I am going, doing, going. Oh, doing, going. <laughs> she's doing, going. You're doing, doing, doing things. She's doing going good. through it. <laughs> it's yeah, the, I know. The probiotics. Yeah, this yeah. thing is going it's right like through me right now. I'm oh feeling boy. it right now. Yeah. Wait, I'm supposed to shake this too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mix That's why it was all bubbly. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right. Okay. So let's try it again. Yeah. Milagros, how are you? 
Bum, ba, da, bum. <laughs> <laughs> doing good. We do a reset. That's How are you? Doing good. Uh, I see you. You love green, huh? Green is I your do. color, which is why I have a little bit of green. You did it good, yeah. And I didn't even know what you're gonna wear. You didn't know? I didn't know. Oh, because you can change the color on this. Of course. Oh, yeah. Come on, where the I fucking coffee breakup, girl? We can change everything. Colorful LEDs. What's up? Wait. Oh shit. I didn't want to do a green because then it would have been too much, and then it would come up on the camera. All right, come on. All right, do you see this it, guy it gets it? Compliments, Yeah, Thank you. we don't want too much. Then it's overwhelming. Right. Uh, we're glad to have you back. You were on, I think, a month or two months ago at this point. A month already. and a half. Yeah, yeah. By the time this episode will be out, it'll be like you know two plus months. Mm-hmm. And we had a great episode, and we went into an hour and a half, and then we were gonna keep going it was but we ran shame. out of time it was such a shame we had another guest lined up you know it was a little bit tight so we we're like you know we got we gotta get you back on and literally yeah. you're the fastest you're not the first guest returning guest yeah you're not the first return guest but you're the fastest return guest so we've never done a turnaround in like two that's months. how bad we wanted you yeah yeah i felt so honored and so happy honestly yeah. we have so, we got so much good feedback my girlfriend loved the episode with you in it Aww. uh and it's just very knowledgeable you know we have guests from we have a very diverse group of <laughs> Uh, guests that we have on which is great um but uh, the the episodes that we've had you know with you with you are kind of my favorites because it's very informative very educational and i know it could help a lot of people i appreciate that so so much you guys have no idea so um i didn't even listen to the episode myself i don't like listening Ah, to my you gotta you gotta so i had my close people listen to it even my therapist my therapist is like i don't like podcasts but i'm gonna listen to it because you know you really want me to okay she everyone's feedback was great like everyone loved it i love it but what i love the most about everyone's feedback is that everyone even my therapist was like it wasn't like only about me it was like not a one-man show it was about everyone's effort everyone's input like it was a collaborative effort and i love that because i feel like sometimes um we see like a metric in regards to like how many like there's a limit to how many people can be happy or have success or have the spotlight and it's like no it's a communal collaborative Absolutely. effort and i just love we're that a team, like, baby. spreading exactly we're a, team, we're a team in here i like that yeah because i feel like the that's the whole point you know why we have the podcast and it's just having different discussions and you might add something to the conversation and chris will add something and i will add something and we don't have all the answers we never say we do uh but we just try to kind of start up a conversation Make yeah. a little bit of a difference. Which is the easiest thing. If you guys don't know anything, I mean, that's the whole point of having these conversations. Explore, learn. You guys oh, never yeah. know what's out there. If you guys are raised on certain things. Um, again, we've said it all the time. There's other beliefs out there. And this is why it's mm. important to be open-minded and just listen so we can get that feedback, get that kind of different point of view. Um, but it all comes by having these kind of conversations and really being open and, and uh, kind of taking charge. For sure, for sure. So just uh, give us a little bit of, give the audience who may not be familiar with the first episode, give them a little bit of a background. What is it that you do? And yeah. yeah you know, most definitely. I actually want to make a reference in regards to last episode, but I'll definitely give a background in regards to, I'm a victim advocate for victims of domestic violence and human trafficking. We touched more in regards to domestic violence, you know, that no one deserves, no one's allowed, no one deserves to be mistreated, belittled, gaslighted, you know, a relationship is a choice, you know, you're choosing to be with that person, and it's to uplift each other, like, support each other through the good and the bad, not to bring your, like, bring you down, not to mistreat you, not to make you feel less than, and I think uh, that was one of my concerns that I was overthinking, because, when I okay when I left here I felt great I was like on cloud nine I was like on high on life mm-hmm. 
And it was really because of the energy exchange, right? Like, yeah. you guys, like, I had frozen up for moments. And, like, you guys contributed and added feedback and input. Team, girl. Yeah, the team. Team. <laughs> and I love that because, um, like, you know, that what matters. But these are topics I'm really passionate about. Yeah, of course. So I was, like, getting into my head the day after. I was, like, could I have, like, created, like, doubts or, like, uh, any confusion for a victim um, going through domestic violence, like, to seek out help? And that was one of my concerns. And then... Because, you know, this is my first time talking about it on this platform. Sure. So then it's like, it's new to me. So um, I was thinking, I was like, I was, had to show myself some compassion because I was being a little too hard on myself. I was like... I, I think you did great. And also what I loved is that you were you were clear, you were coherent, you were a professional, but you're also human. And I think that's what a lot of people want to connect with. You're not a robot, you're not a machine, you're not reading off a script. Yeah. So I think that could resonate with a lot of people. So I don't want you thinking that there was something that you maybe messed up. I thought it was perfect. No, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, was, I had to show myself compassion. I was like, you know what, yeah. Milagro? It's like when you start the gym. You know, when you first mm. start the gym, like for anyone, it's like a little scary, intimidating in the beginning. Your form isn't the best. You can't start off heavy. You have to start off with light weights and then like build. So that's what I was thinking about in regards to this. And I was like, it's just about having the conversation. And then like in regards to the post, so many people were started resonating and like disclosing their personal story. Yeah. So it just like opened that door and that's like why this why this is why you guys do what you do. Exactly mm -hmm. what we will be doing. That's why we have people like you to come on to really create those conversations. So because just like you said, we don't know everything. We don't know a lot of stuff. If anything, I feel like I don't know anything at all. But because of guests like you, you come on, you educate, you talk about your experience and, and also your expertise. Yeah. And it's educational for us where we, again, with this platform and everyone that we've had here, we've been able to just kind of strip back the layers and try to ask the questions that maybe people are uncomfortable asking or maybe they didn't even think that they should ask. So because we kind of approach it with really just not knowing anything, uh, we ask the dumbest questions, which... It really isn't dumb because everyone here is probably like, oh, I feel too stupid to ask because I feel like it's a dumb question. Well, that's why we ask these yeah. in order to help educate everyone else and also ourselves. For sure. I mean, um, again, like we've, we've done this for three years now. And, and again, what I was saying earlier, like these episodes are really like some of my my uh, more fun episodes. And I love all the episodes, but some of them <laughs> are a lot more fun than others. And, yeah. and the last one with you was definitely one of the, the better ones for sure. Thank you so much. That's such a compliment. My therapist was like even saying, she's like, do you guys know each other? Like, it seems so comfortable and like yeah. in the conversation. So very, yeah. The professionals like, at this point. We, yeah, yeah. We, that's when I was like, you guys are like that consistently with every guest. Like, well, even if you guys don't resonate. I just want to like, <laughs> yeah. like, let you guys know that. My, actually, my brother told me that too. He goes, you know what I love about you guys? I think I said it before. Yeah. It's that no matter who sits on the other side of the, uh, of you guys on that chair, on the, the couch, it's fair. It's let like tell us everything and we're going to pick and choose. We'll battle it out. We'll have some discussions, but we never judge because, you know, every everyone comes from their own different backgrounds and there's reasons why they choose to do what they do and, and, and the decisions that they make, whatever. So it's kind of and sometimes we know we are maybe opinionated on it. Yeah, but it's always um, we always take the step back and just be like, you know what, let's hear your story and why it is that you make those decisions. Instead of kind of belittling people like maybe other uh, podcasts that you uh, yeah. like to reference. Yeah. But um, yeah, we just like to have those conversations just like that. So uh, so thank you for coming back on. And yeah. let's jump right into it. Let's do it. Give give the background. About, like uh, She didn't. She didn't. But like in terms of how long have you been doing it? and uh, Okay, yeah, of course. Just briefly. So 
Oh, I know last time you asked me in regards to like my background when I left. So I was like born. Oh, yeah, yeah I did ask yeah. you. So yeah, was, where are you from? I'm, I was born in Gaines, well, Gainesville Hospital, but I'm from Live Oak, Florida, mm -hmm. a small little country town. Yeah, okay. it's near Tallahassee. Okay, yeah, sure. So then, and then I moved to Miami and I was around 10. Mm. But my background is Cuban. Mm. And fast forward. <laughs> fast forward <laughs> into my graduating high school, just starting college, my freshman year. I was in a hotel and I transitioned to the domestic violence shelter. And I've been in the domestic violence field for six years. And it's something that I'm very, very passionate and I feel very fortunate. You know, it's very emotionally rewarding of getting course. people, um, seeing people in the most vulnerable state and then being there for them, like being their support system and seeing them get back on them on their feet, giving them the tools. Because I think that's with anyone, right? Anyone in life. Mm. It's just in regards to, like we're not teaching people or giving people tools to handle stress, right? We're not telling them, um, teaching them coping mechanisms, like healthy ones. Like a lot of people are practicing like avoidant, um, you know, um, tendencies, um, true true uh one of the things that you had we couldn't even dive in the last because we ran out of time is that you also deal with victims of who human, are trafficking. human trafficking and we never touched on that and i really wanted to kind of make that like a, a topic of the forefront uh can you talk a little bit more about that yeah what is it that that doesn't that entails you know so i am going to say i feel like i'm much more secure and confident in regards to domestic violence because i the human trafficking cases I get are very limited. Sure, and okay. we have an advocate that specializes in human trafficking. But what I would say is that human trafficking, there's this misconception that it only happens to kids, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, just like domestic violence, it does not discriminate. It can happen to kids, adults, women, men, transgenders. And I think it's in regards to someone seeing someone at a vulnerable state and preying on that and that on their vulnerability and exploiting that you know and then in reference to if they're undocumented if they don't work they want to get out of their country for better opportunities they want to come to the u.s and then it's like hey we have this great opportunity for you we can help you get um so that's how it works mm -hmm. it's almost like a ring of professionals at this point kind of setting up a trap yeah right Interesting. Yeah, because I always thought people were just getting kidnapped, like back over the head and taken, and then like you think shoved like, into a, the back of a car, like taken. Mm -hmm. like the movie Taken. That, that, yeah, yeah, but it's almost like they almost volunteer themselves without knowing yeah. that what what's what's to lie ahead. Yeah, and what, then yeah. they start like having things over their head, like blackmailing, or if they start getting information in regards to their family. Hey, if you don't do this, then I'm gonna like. Um, kill your family or do this to your family or Jesus, you know they're yeah. it's like something that they have over them almost like holding them hostage yeah, yeah. i mean and did you guys did you watch the jeffrey epstein yeah did you watch it Bunny no but i've heard you reference it and my best friend too she's also has yeah it. another thing right that he was like trafficking these women that was the that was the okay so the story had it that yeah he would be trafficking and and um i forgot what it was i don't know if it was for like a job so these young girls can start making some money mm, yeah um but then they would kind of target these girls in certain areas and, and with uh i guess certain i don't want to say families but just like in a position where they were kind of like yeah whatever i don't care i'm gonna go and stuff and then that's when it started but what i heard I, I think it was at the end of the episode i don't know if it was there or somewhere else but the power that then he had because if i'm not mistaken i think his mansion in new york was like wired and bugged with a bunch of cameras all over the place so it's like if there was activity happening 
in that house and it was being recorded with people of power. If you're talking about Jeffrey Epstein, he's a yeah. multi-billionaire. So at this point, just think of the connections and the networks that he has. So it's almost like if I have you in my house doing this type of activity and I'm recording it, I now have blackmail over you forever. So you're in a position where now you have to do things. But at that point, it was more for the other the other people performing the acts, not so much for the actual victims. Yeah, yeah. I was, ugh, now I'm going to have to rewatch the documentary. Kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It was, it was, it was, one, it was pretty disgusting. But the, yeah, it was sick. But, but it just kind of highlights what is happening all over the world. And maybe not on that big of a scale, but obviously. I feel like it blew a lid open a little bit. Of like possibility of because it's almost like yeah. unheard of like I, I was talking to my to my girlfriend about it and we're we're here going back and forth that it's almost like she's a little bit more naive on things she thinks that the world is actually like this perfect place not so much like obviously there's bad stuff but like you 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 just hear what happens in the world of like all these atrocities and stuff You're like yeah like this is actually like people are trying to do these things yeah. and she's just like oh my god I can never imagine that but it's like yeah if that exists you yeah. know and we can't be blind to it so I feel like this documentary kind of put more eyes on the subject and the topic and then obviously with the power of social media everyone now starts talking and sharing yeah. information everybody starts getting onto it and then it almost like oh like you didn't hear the thing about wayfair oh i did about the names of the furniture it's supposedly names of victims that they're they've trafficked and so and then they'll be looking at prices of things right it'll be like a freaking this thing a coffee table and it's like three thousand dollars and they're like Oh fuck! This little coffee table costs three thousand dollars. Really? Or it'll be like a little yeah. shed or whatever, and it'll be like almost like a storage cabin or whatever, yeah. like a little container. And yeah, it was for it was expensive, and they're like, "Why the hell does this thing cost that much?" It's, it's almost like a code cold. for yeah for that. And the, that's a lot like, of conspiracies, bro. Yeah. I learned this on social media. This is my no, point. It There's is true on the black web too, because I was at a when I first started years ago. I went to this convention in Orlando. And it was, like, an FBI that was hosting it. And he was saying in regards to, like, the black web. And, like, it is hard. Hard to, like, um, pinpoint, find someone, like, you know, hold someone accountable. Yeah. So when when it comes to, like, the the sex traffic or the the human traffic, not sex, well, human trafficking, is is that the reason for it? Uh, It can also be labor. labor. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, work. Mm -hmm. Like, in regards to even people... um, so like migrant workers like oriental like that? massage places like they're known um that a lot of the workers are like forced to be there and then really oh i can see yeah, i see that yeah That's and so then sad. you know what's also crazy so in regards to like hey there's not things that we hear about all the time i went to the beach the other day after work so it was like 5 30 and i was just enjoying like the the scenery the sunset and i saw this like Young, pretty, like, Miami girl that's just, like, walking, you know, completely, like, you know, super, super... Um, Miami. Resumida, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so then she... Beautiful, beautiful woman. And she comes, and she's, like, she's looking at me. I see that she wants to interact, but then she's, like, hey, can I just leave my purse here? I want to go in the water, but I don't want to, you know, wet my purse. And I was, like, yeah, of course. So she leaves her purse with me, and then... She was just, like, walking into the water, comes back. And I don't know. I just started making conversation because I just love humans and, like, interactions. So then when I start talking to her, I'm like, oh, yeah, so my name is Milano. I actually just got out of work, and I work with victims of domestic violence and human trafficking. And, like, I saw her expression completely change and her body language, and I was thinking, I, I automatically, like, I usually assume that it's domestic violence. And... 
but she kept asking more in regards to like oh what do you guys do in regards to human trafficking like how do you guys help victims of human trafficking like that's something that i'm really passionate about and like that i would want to like help people of that have experienced that and she just kind of like was in shock and like stay quiet for a moment and then i just started like continue talking and like telling her in regards to hey like how important it is like if you do feel like you want to help like hey there's um you can volunteer and it's so important to get more people involved in this community to assist and then yeah she was like i've never and she started crying and she's like i've never cried i don't cry <laughs> she's like i'm super strong i don't allow myself to cry i've like i'm successful i have my own business i am my own person i'm very independent and then i guess she's like you know just has suppressed the trauma she has gone through she didn't go in detail she didn't disclose anything but it did give me the impression that she has experienced human trafficking right. when she was coming um because she was from her background was like french or she was like living from france and like another country so it was like in that transition of coming to the states so usually when people were like are crossing the border too that's like a you're in a very vulnerable position so mm. i just thought that was like like i and i felt her like that she really needed that and i and i liked it like and in regards to i feel like i helped her yeah she helped me in regards to see like hey this is important like the work that we're doing and right, like these conversations course. and the awareness and when i told her about the podcast she loved the fact that you guys are having this platform and having these conversations That's so awesome. did you get did you exchange information or yeah. okay you keep in yeah. touch just in case maybe she wants to talk about it at some point. Yeah, uh, if like maybe on the podcast or something. Yeah, right. Always working, dog. I like that hustle. <laughs> I was like the hustle. Send me email. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that would be so great for her to also open up. Like sometimes we just try to bottle things in and yeah. thinking like, hey, we'll just pass this. Like, no, no. Like it's important to process those emotions to let it out to express that. You know. Maybe we so. do like a, we can even do like an anonymous, maybe like audio do virtual only, or have like the dark face, like the like an unlocked character, yeah, right, yeah, and then the voice distorted, if anything. Wow, <laughs> we're, look at this! We're of, <laughs> that's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, like maybe. a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting. <laughs> okay, uh, stop that. Um, but that's awesome, and and I guess the fact that you are in the. I think you meet people. Uh, I always say it, man. You meet everybody in life for a reason. I yeah. In fact, out of all the places that you could have been in the world or in Miami, you were there at the time. Same for her. You know, you know, who never know what happens. And so, what a, I mean, I love what you do for, for a living and it's such a proud thing that you can be in and going through life helping other people. I love it. Yeah. Are there any um, examples that you worked firsthand when it came to human trafficking? Because I know you said the domestic violence was more of your um, strength, more confident in it. So I remember I had this case in regards to a transgender client. It was um, a male transitioning into a woman. And they, like, she was at a club, started at being... Freaking call these people. They, she... No, but she referred to herself as she, so she. Okay. Okay. So she worked. Um, I don't know if this is bad, but she worked at the club. Okay. Okay. And (laughs) they're also known for a lot of sketchy things. Oh. So then, like you know, when you guys do like pimps and stuff like that. I had no idea. From my understanding, I've never gone, but from my understanding. It's been a long time. From what I've heard. Wait, wait, we'll get into that later. Continue, continue. So then. She started, like, as a dancer and then, like, 
it was just like one on one, like you mm. know the private, yeah, private dances, dances and, all and stuff, stuff like that. that. Sure, sure. So yeah. then it started. That's where it started. Um, like the whole process started, and then like her having a relationship with a guy, and then it's like a, it became an intimate relationship, and it's like okay, this is my partner, and then slowly exposing her to more and like parties, and then like hey, like let's experiment with this, and like let's do these type of drugs, and then. You know, it's, it's getting like sl- into that. grooming, mm-hmm. slowly grooming her. Yeah. And then at one point, it was just like, I remember she said that she they were flying her out to another country, right, on a private jet with these two guys. And she thought it was a vacation. She was like, like to Paris or something. And <laughs> it was, what? No, no, no. And, uh, oh, no, yeah. Andrew Tate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Romania. Where did they go? So <laughs> Where did they go? <laughs> Anyways, it was yeah. a, a private jet and she thought she was going like on a vacation it was just a trip no it was literally they paid just to have her on the jet to beat her beat her rape her what yeah she was like all messed up as soon as they landed in paris she had to go straight to the hospital because of the injuries no way yeah and then that person i told you it was a transgender yeah so then you know she was taking hormones and like another thing that the pimp was doing was like taking the hormones and was like, oh, if you want to, you know, continue, like, ha- continue yeah, this, yeah, you, you got to do this, I do got to do that. And then it's like, and then you're also on the drugs. So then very, oh very convoluted. God. And yeah. you met this person, this individual? Yeah. Yeah. After? This was in person. This was like a in-person case. And like I even stayed like after hours because I just wanted to get that person to shelter. And um, yeah, it was like a really intense case and i just wanted to let them know oh and then their family too like they actually had no contact or relationship with her family because the person the partner made it very clear like hey like we have affiliations like we're close to gang members and like you know we know where your family lives and all this and we will hurt them if you contact them or let them know but she was that that individual she was close to her family prior to to um, him or i don't know all the specifics sure. i know they live in another country they live in another uh, state they yeah. lived in the u.s but another state and then she was in Miami. It's crazy how fast some of these things could happen. Like one thing and you're dancing and then the next thing you're on a plane, you know, like it's all yeah. fun and games, you know, like until shit goes down. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a span of like maybe two, a few years. Okay. Yeah. Um, But because it, it has, you have to lure the person It's very in, elaborate. You know? yeah. But think of, yeah, because instead of like, because you know how hard it is, it's almost, I think of it almost as sales because at the end of the day, you're selling this person on that. It's so hard to get a sale like on a cold call. You have to like build the relationship yeah. and slowly over time, you know, show your value, show what you can do, the and consistency. then yeah, always popping up. It's it's like you build familiarity. Mm-hmm. After a while, you don't even think of this person as a salesman, or in this case, like a, a predator. You just think of this person as the guy I speak to every day. Yeah, and then it turns out that that person on the back end has just been slowly manipulating and creating this almost. Uh, like a scenario kind of world yeah d- just like to make you do whatever it is that they want you to do jesus christ almost like kind of like plan yeah like the, the tinder swindler did you ever watch that? oh yeah where oh. it wasn't obviously yeah. it wasn't sexual sex trafficking but the guy was uh, committing fraud yeah. and like all these elaborate schemes and kind of the same kind of uh mm-hmm. you know maybe similar tactics where it's city like boy. Yeah. <laughs> city boy Hey, but that's a dub for the boys, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he was like making these women fall in love, like with an idea, with an illusion, 
And I think maybe with that case, maybe with something like that in a similar fashion, and maybe that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Where and they, yeah, go ahead, no, sorry, no, especially if you're getting someone at a vulnerable moment, right? That they feel like very be. alone, very. It has deep. to be, and that can happen to anyone. You know, at any stage, like you can come from a very loving household, and then yeah. you know, life happens, and like you just are in a low moment, and That's in that low moment, you just circumstances of life in regards to the wrong person, wrong place, wrong time. Yep, I think that it, it kind of sounds like the way to almost, I don't want to say solve, but almost deter is to really focus on the individual from within. <laughs> I'm looking at this, but it's true. Because if they're feeling like they're in a vulnerable position or maybe just in life, it's just not going their way. It's, you know, what do you turn to? I mean, I've been in moments in my life that I'm, I just, I'm so frustrated. I just don't know what to do anymore. And I just don't care what I do. I'm just like, fuck it. I'll go over here. I'll just stop doing this. I'll walk out of my office. I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck it. You know? And then, you know, you calm down after a while and, and, and then you go back and like, okay, yeah, share this shit pass. But think of the people who don't get over it because of whatever traumas that they're living in every single day. And then it almost creates that environment where if we can find a way to, I don't want to say heal, but to treat people who you know have um some sort of i don't want to say mental health issue because that's kind of where it starts for them to start feeling that like that vulnerable i feel like if we can find a way to really you know heal them from within treat that from within it kind of puts them in a better position to not allow them to fall into it yeah i go ahead no, I wanna, okay. no because i am trying to think from because in some cases that might be a great solution but in other cases where people want to come for a better life when it comes to like the labor like okay, I want to I want to come to America and maybe they get into a position where they they can work, but then it's like they have to work extremely long hours for low pay, and then the alternative is their country, so it's like to go back home. So I could see how the situation that you were describing, yeah, that they could work for some cases, maybe maybe for that. But situation. out of what you think, maybe like out of desperation, or out, out of desperation, of because what's the alternative? What if the alternative is worse? That's a then good now one. it's like. What can I do? How can I get out of here? If you don't, it's maybe willing to do anything. Yeah, maybe you're undocumented. Maybe you don't have money. Maybe you don't have resources. Maybe you're literally at the bottom of of despair. So it's like that one light is maybe that that person that is doing that act. You know. So yeah, yeah. I I, I would imagine it's not maybe not as cut as cut and dry. Yeah, it's I, I think it's definitely issues. not. Yeah, yeah, black and white. It's definitely very gray. And then it's also um. You know, they start feeling guilty or shame because of, like, you know, they acted on their impulse, right? It was a moment of, like, impulse. Okay, let me just do this and not think about the consequences of the aftermath. And then, you know, you're already caught up in that cycle or in that situation. Then it's like, how do I get out of this? Yeah, you know? that's true. Because sometimes you have to take a chance in life to do something. And it just so happens that possibly that one time that you do that impulse and say, fuck it, I'm going to do it, mm -hmm. is in the hands of something like this. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's scary. And it, it's... Yeah, you know, I know you're not big on the statistics and stuff like that, but I, <laughs> I was, <laughs> as I recall, but I know that the uh, that the number of these cases is very, very, very much high yeah. around not just the U.S. but all over the world, mm -hmm. especially yes, what? Huh? like or in human the human trafficking. trafficking. Oh, like in general, like so maybe like even in, in a lot of cases in Asia and Southeast Asia and stuff like that, and and here as well. So it's like. But it doesn't. People don't really talk about it, you yeah. know. And so until maybe like there's a high profile case with maybe like Epstein or whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. feel like it's just much. It's much more common than you would like to believe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people believe that could happen to them until they're like in that situation. They're like, oh wow, this is happening. Yeah. You know, and then it's like also, um, 
sometimes it's like people question like oh how did you even get into that situation so it's like prevents people from even talking about it yeah and i feel like that's also like the girl that i met um the reason why she also suppressed that too i mean besides like she also feels like um like she was coming from a very hurt place because she was like hey i am being so i'm successful and i'm going to continue thriving and like um achieving all my goals but because like as revenge to the people that did whatever they did and i was just like man like i can tell I'm like that comes from a wound you know yeah yeah um, so the how do you normally like deal with a lot of these people who come to you i know you don't ha you don't you said you don't handle too many of the cases mm -hmm. but when you do have a case or a situation what is is there a certain protocol that you supposed to uh, follow or maybe that has worked for you so we don't report anything right so like even if someone is disclosing something to us we don't report to <laughs> to uh, law enforcement yeah. or anything authorities unless they're saying like self-harm or like they're disclosing that they want to harm themselves or there's child abuse other than that everything else is confidential but in my case, I was assisting the client because they were in need of shelter. They needed a safe place because they were escaping the pimp. Uh, and so, 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 just to kind of clarify, so if if I'm an immigrant and I don't, I'm not, I don't have legal papers, I'm not legally documented, but I am, I'm you can in that position. I can still go to you, yes, and definitely. find help. Yeah. Okay, that's no important because a lot of people might think, "Look, oh, I can't go because if I go, then they're gonna get reported to the police, and and the next thing you know, I'm, you know, I'm on my no, way I, out I'm of here." No, I'm really glad that you asked that question. Okay, and then do you guys have like a because when you're talking like finding shelter and all that, like all that costs money. Do you and the company that you work with, or the the body that you work with, do you guys have like a budget? Is there like money behind that you guys could allocate to these cases? So I work for the county, right? So right. they get different fundings, like uh, different government funding something? and grants. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, I know at the private sector they were more um, clear in regards to like, hey, this is the budget. They were like more communicative to employees. Yeah, yeah. But Thankfully, you know, we haven't experienced uh, had a situation that we've had to say, like, hey, we know we have funding or assistance. That we, so we can't mm, okay, help yeah, person. I was just curious to so. see how you guys handle that. Because finding shelter and all these things and having your resources does obviously yeah. cost money. And shelters are sometimes, you know, all, like full to capacity. <laughs> so then if that's the circumstance, then, you know, we'd have to inquire about hotel. And that's where budgeting yeah. comes in? Um, thankfully, I haven't been, like, denied. Okay. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. So, but we're always going to try to, like, push for shelter, you know, and then if, like, there's no other option, then we'll inquire about hotel. But hotel, again, will be very limited until something becomes available at a shelter. Yeah, it's like the last last resort, obviously. Yeah. And then those shelters, they have a lot throughout Miami and... and uh, we and only uh, have four powered. shelters. In the whole city? In Miami-Dade. There's one in Broward, which is co-ed for women and men. Okay. Yeah, we only have one co-ed um, shelter. Generally speaking, it's more gravitated towards women, or is it equally um, distributed? That shelter that's co-ed, it's actually majority women, but we do have a section for male. Okay. <laughs> Little corner over there. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys go, go over there. Closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's that actually hey, it's a really nice shelter, too. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, because these people, like, I would just imagine, I can't, you know, I, I can't imagine. You know, I can't imagine what it's like to be at a low point like that, and then, got to find you know like refugees in in one of these places and it's like you know you must feel so lost that is so true in regards to when i talk to clients or when i'm screening a client or they first come in you know i'm always telling them like you know no one dreams about going into a shelter right it's yeah. not the ideal situation 
Right, but before I worked at a shelter, I didn't know there was a difference between homeless shelter and domestic violence shelters. Oh. So, yeah. Right. So a domestic violence shelter and human trafficking is confidential. The location's confidential, and there's security there 24 hours, also staff 24 hours, 70 Well, I would figure, yeah, it's, it's it, confidential, so if they're trying to avoid... Yeah, but how can you find a place if it's com- like if you don't know the address? That's why you have to do the hotline, and then you would do the screening, and then we would disclose the sure. address. Is it yeah. the same? Is it the same hotline that you p- provided to us? Or so that was the national hotline, mm-hmm. and then uh, like let, they'll say the area they're in, and then they'll um, give them yeah redirect okay, we'll the put call in the to the local one. Okay. So yeah. we'll, we'll give them the information. And then so before I worked at the shelter, I used to think of like okay, it's like a huge large space with like fifty or hundred beds and like a whole bunch of like in and outs. So in regards to domestic violence shelters, it's actually, um, I would describe it as like, have you ever been to a nursing home or like a college dorm? You know, yeah. there's multiple rooms. There sure. is about like um, four to six beds in each room. But two of our shelters are bunk beds. Okay. So then it is communal living, but it's about two, I mean, four to six people in a room. So Okay. And then there's a bathroom in the room. So it, it is like a little bit more private. Well, it's nice. Than, I mean, yeah. as nice as it can get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like prison. Huh? I thought it was like prison. <laughs> no, and all of our shelters have a different layout too. Like one is like an apartment-based um, shelter, so it's like a two-bedroom apartment, living room, kitchen. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's amazing, especially for mom and kids. You know, <laughs> rent's expensive, yo. It's fucked up, dude. No, I know where your head's at. No, so I know what you're thinking, dude. Uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, dude. All right, all right, stop. What I want to talk about is because also, because you even said it earlier, it's not just kids who get get you know traffic, but it also is a lot of kids. So how do you deal with that when you sometimes have you know kids that you don't? How do you how are you gonna find a parent? How can you? It's a minor. So you know, no, we can't thing. we can't accommodate minors. That's so what the only do, thing. So, so there is a shelter um, that one of my colleagues, she used to work at a kid's um, shelter. So it's about minors. So it's like um, they usually come from, like, the juvenile detention center. You know, they'll, um, parents can um, have control or, like, handle the child. Their child is being very rebellious. So they go mm-hmm. into this um, shelter. But And I think also they assist, like, with human trafficking or, like, you know, minors that don't have their parents. H- how long is usually, like, the... The stay for them because you, you had said like on homeless shelters like they're kind of in and out. So yeah. in, in something like this, how long do they stay within within the shelter? So normally, like before COVID, it was like it's a six to eight week shelter stay, emergency stay. Yeah, yeah, and then like during that time, they're dealing with an advocate, case management. So they're being assisted with different referrals, seeing what they can be helped with in regards to um, housing. Um, rental assistance maybe they just need like they're already working they just need some time to save and then like you know that entry in regards to like first last and deposit because they don't have like they can't save a lot of money oh yeah. so that gives them enough time to kind of right you know kind of put some money together yeah to then apply it to something. and then at the shelters too it's um like you know there's kitchens that are fully um um what is it called like equipped and then also have like groceries and all this so they can cook there that's so awesome. Yeah. Because the idea is obviously it's not permanent. It's just kind of to yeah, help get temporary. them on the f- Yeah, get them on the feet mm-hmm. and kind of get them out of uh, that, that environment. Yeah, it's a transitional. Yeah. And and, and, you no, have no, 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 and no. during um, their stay, because I know that they are looking for these resources, but like what what's like life within these shelters? Like outside of that, what else do they do? 
Um, I mean, I would say it's like anyone, right? It's like um, you, you can come I, and you can come yeah, and go. You, there's no curfew, so you they can come in and uh, out of the facility. So it's just like a place to stay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. just a roof over your head. Yeah, a safe um, roof over your head. But do they also have like maybe resources of because you had said they meet with the case manager? Yeah. Right. Um, are there also like programs that they follow? Um, just to kind of like realign yeah. them back to there is. Yeah, so I think um, the services like depends on changes on what's available at that current moment and with the client because um, you know some services that they can offer the client would have to be documented. You know, there's certain like criteria. Like, like what would? Mm, let's say in regards to like if we get an opportunity that we're able to refer to like another housing authority, like let's say Section Eight. You know, it's more oh. long term. Mm -hmm. So then, but they would need to meet like certain criteria for that. Of Interesting. But it all depends on like what's available at that moment. Okay. Yeah. And then would the, it's the same thing with children also? Because then how would that go about children it? Children is only if with it's with the parent. Remember, we don't we can't. No, I know you. Oh. But you said that there was a housing for children also. Oh, that shelter. But yeah, I don't. That was a shelter. Okay. That you don't work that my, with. Yeah, my oh, colleague used to work okay. at. So you don't so work with with kids. You, have you ever worked with kids directly or? I worked with kids like in the shelter. Okay. So like if they needed um to talk, if I was doing their initial intake when they first got there, just to get their information and like ask them questions in regards to like, you know, how are they processing, how are they feeling, things like that. Because I would, because there's a a lot of kids, you know, they get they get trafficked, they get kidnapped. I mean, it's not only kids, but yeah. it's a lot of them. And then it's like, how can you track their parents? And how when you next thing you know, you're in a different city, in a different country. Yeah, like, like that must be. Yeah, a, a maze of like, you know, like things that have to that are going on. Because no, like a, what can you do? What can you do? Because things always become more complicated when there's a minor involved. I guess. All right. No, I agree. I think um, it's a lot of obstacles. But yeah, I do not have the information for. Okay, that. Don't I don't want to give. No, like, no, no, no. I get you. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I had one question because can, can you give us some maybe some 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 warning signs some red flags cool. that let's say i'm dating or i met somebody in regards to human trafficking or domestic violence human trafficking, human trafficking. yeah okay if you if you can or if you, um, if you have some yeah then i should have brought a wheel yeah i didn't know okay so if not i mean yeah because I, I think yeah, i remember that we had gone over the one for domestic violence yeah we have gone yeah. over the domestic violence one but i'm figuring like maybe you meet somebody and maybe they ask you certain questions or yeah, they, because they push I, you in a certain direction. Do, how do I know? How no, I more that? so how we were so talking earlier because they're almost like luring you in. That's yeah. taking time. Yeah. But because it almost feels like, oh, they're either hitting on me or maybe they just want to be my friend, you know, and I don't have any. Yeah. So how, like, when does it start to turn where you should be like, oh, look out for these? Yeah. yeah. So I don't feel as confident talking about it, but I would say like maybe showering that person with like a whole bunch of like gifts and like, you know, taking care of them and nurturing them. Like, you know, like in regards to trust and all that, like that takes time, you sure. know, to build. So like when this person's right off the bat is like being so trusting, so warm and like opening their doors to you. And I think um, that's a little concerning. Man, that's true because I feel like most people will see that as a, Oh my God, I feel like I've known this person forever. Like, yeah. everything is just they so natural. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. And but then it just turns out that it's all part of their... Their elaborate scheme. But sometimes it, sometimes you just click with somebody. So it's like... That's... Kind of, yeah, so how do you, like... How but, can I prevent But myself? even... But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you would... Have, okay, in regards to click, though, I would have to know some... I would have to have some insight about you, right? Like, to get to know you. I would have to have, like, conversations. Yeah, you can't like, just... Like, more of, like, superficial conversations. That's you what know, I think. That. Because when you really click with someone, you almost... 
overlook a lot of things because you're so like into it you know with mm-hmm. this click that you're not really paying attention to the flags that are there whether yeah. they're red green they all look the same at that point yeah. so i think after a while um if i think you just have to kind of approach things a little bit more logically like dude we've only been talking for a week and like you're i'm being showered yeah. and all these things like making me feel like i'm like we've known like yeah we don't it's so a little bit yeah i think maybe you know um you know how i mentioned like the shia labeouf interview yeah. last time so mm. his partner that he was with t um twigs right i don't know the first three initials i don't want to butcher it but okay. she speaks amazing like i loved her interview but she was saying that when they first started like she was so infatuated with him and like she just thought that he was like so over the top so romantic and like he would like even jump like her fans and like be like shout, give her flowers a bouquet of flowers and gifts and just be like yeah i just really missed you but that's also crossing a boundary like even physically like you're you know jumping someone's fence yeah but you, you know? wanted to win her over no yeah but, but the, I, that's intense i mean that's okay you know what i know I, the problem I, is I, you've watched too many movies because yeah you're romanticizing this shit yeah because if you look at all these stories of people throwing rocks at the yeah. window and they're like <laughs> oh baby <laughs> you with a guitar. yeah with a freaking <laughs> boom box in the rain <laughs> yeah. like yeah it was romantic yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh it's so cute but dude that's fucking creepy <laughs> how do you know where i live <laughs> how'd you get you here of me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you see that's true yeah it's true I feel like I wanted to go back to, to something that you said earlier that it was regarding um that you said that in the shelters they're mostly women and then the guys get a little corner over there. Um <laughs> do you feel like it's probably because most men just don't feel comfortable voicing um maybe their experiences or do you f- really feel that there's probably less domestic violence when it comes to men? So I feel like most men they're kind of like ego yeah. won't allow them to I would say like you know help. majority will be women you know um, I actually was going back and forth with my colleague because she was like yeah but you really gotta emphasize that women but I'm like no I wanna make sure that it's like a like you know it's equal like you know like men can also feel comfortable in regards to coming out and like talking about their experience cause I feel like you know they think oh it's only a woman that can go through that like you know so it's their ego their pride or like who's gonna believe me you know cause I'm a male yeah if so, anything you should be emphasizing men because like it, the, yeah. the fact that it's already almost like given, I mean, unfortunately. Both, both. But yeah, no, yeah, I get yeah. it. But because what your, your colleague was saying, like, emphasize the woman. Well, I feel like women are emphasized every single day when it comes to these things. Obviously, unfortunately, it is happening to women, but it's also happening to a lot of men. Probably more men than we would know because a lot of men don't even They're not comfortable speak up yeah. about yeah. it. So yeah. I think it's important to, sure, even the playing field, so to speak, but also, you know, encourage men to speak up as well. Especially in a world where, um, just being masculine is toxic at this point. They just you you yeah. haven't heard of the whole thing of toxic masculinity. Of course, just by yeah. being a man, you know. Just if I do a certain thing that's just manly, I'm it's because I'm toxic and stuff like that. I feel like now more than ever, I think we went into a phase of a lot of mental health issues. Speak out, you know, talk about things, and I feel like everyone says, "Damn, contagious got you." No, no, it wasn't young. Oh, yeah, I'm getting yeah. those two on the probiotics. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like before it was more like yeah let's talk let's be more open i mean even kevin love you know the the nba basketball player that there was a point that he was being very vocal about stuff and then maybe it turned everyone a little bit too weak you think or do you think maybe it just kind of opened up the door to really almost put what's weak that's i don't know but that's the word that that they would say that they that they want to call most um 
I guess nowadays, now with toxic masculinity, now there's like this combat of men wanting to be more masculine to combat this weakness that they say of, of I don't even know at this point. I think um, a lot of people mistake vulnerability with weakness. We right? yeah. talk about that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's okay to be, like, I, I think being masculine is great and it's, yeah. it's, it's encouraged and I, 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 I celebrate being masculine. But I think there's, you know, true masculinity is not defined by, I can't be, I can't be vulnerable. I can't be, you know, I can't let my guard down. You know, with the right people, with the right person, I think it's okay. And it's even healthy to be, to to be soft and to be, you know, let yourself go and let, you know, and, and just be compassionate and be, and be a loving person. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're, you're a soft guy or that you're weak or anything like that. I think there's a little bit of a misconception. Um but I think there's a place and a time for everything, you know? Yeah. There's, a th there's a time and place to be strong and to be a leader and to be a man. And then there's a time also to be, you know, and to kind of let, let your guard down, be yeah. you. I think you know? uh, it's funny that you say that because I read it somewhere else and something I've always thought of. Um, I think it's important for men to feel vulnerable and to be able to talk about things. Yeah. Um, because they say, oh, well, then if you talk too much about, you know, to your woman, then the woman's going to, you know, lose yeah. interest in you. That's how you lose a woman, by talking about your problems. Like, you're not supposed to have problems. You're supposed to have that strong character. You know, you're not supposed yeah. to feel whatever. Um, I think a true man will feel vulnerable and will be able to talk about those issues and whatever's on his mind. But then we'll do something about it. Um, I think most men are problem solvers. And maybe if they don't know how to solve the problem... Find a way to get closer to the solution. So if you are feeling some certain way, because so, imagine if I complain to you about my job every single fucking day, but I do nothing else about it, what am I doing? Like yeah. I'm, I'm just continuing a problem. And at that point, I feel like, yeah, we can talk about those. I don't feel like I need to be, yeah, I'm just not going to talk about my day as shitty as it was. I'm just going to have a strong face because I'm, I'm providing you know financial uh, support to this family, all this bullshit, whatever. I think it's, yeah, you know what? I had a fucking shitty day. I was super stressed out. There's times that I'm even in tears in my girlfriend's arms, you know? But it's like, what do I do after that? Yeah. And then that's what defines me as a man. It's you know how I solve the problem. In regards to the problem solving, but I don't think every like man is like, our majority are problem solvers, right? Or even women, right? Because I think it's a, it comes down to a human thing. Sorry. But it's in regards to, um, like, sometimes you have to talk about it to be able to, like, also, like, learn the tools and start, like, practicing. Like, or even oh, okay. hear yourself. Yeah, be yourself and like so you can reflect and also then you can start thinking of solutions, you yeah. know. But I think you guys carry um, healthy healthy masculinity. You guys are very like alpha, very dominant, but you guys are also very expressive, right? So I think compassionate, mm -hmm. vulnerable. yeah, compassionate, vulnerable, sharing I like care. your personal details. Yeah, well, I love when you guys share about like your personal lives. Like I feel that's when like you know the audience really like gets uh, a picture of like who you guys are, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, you guys I, like also like you showed like shared heartbreaks. Um, you shared in regards to like oh, yeah. your past relationships, even in regards to like your family background. I and I think, that. and that yeah. resonates with she many people. The show. I, real one, real <laughs> one. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think we have a uh, very similar upbringings, and then you and I have similar outlooks. But I feel like you're, like, the relationship you guys have had because it's been so consistent on the podcast. Like, you guys have, like, audience can see how you're, how you guys have, like, the healthy relationship between you two, right? Mm -hmm. You guys have helped each other grow and evolve. And, like, I've seen, like, your perspective shift also, Oof. you know? Super, super shift. Yeah. 
like I remember you even said in regards to like you've always been super open in regards to like oh what's the problem Marvin like why do you care if the person has only fans like why yeah. is that a problem you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. switched up real quick and then um, switched up real quick <laughs> and then there's no problem with it right you know to each their yeah, own sure. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. you feel more comfortable and confident in who you are and like what you bring to the table and you use this word in regards to oh I used to I you felt like you were begging in the past mm, like yeah I remember that one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it's more in reference to like you just know what you bring to the table, right? And it's like you're coming more from a lens of like, instead of like, does this person like me? You're operating from a lens like, do I like this person? Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. um, it like contributes to the relationship between you two. You know, you guys have helped each other evolve and grow. Yeah. And you so even much. like brought in your perspective in regards to like, um, Ooh, like not having like um, you know, like such tunnel vision. Or like, hey, this is the way I see, it, and that's the only way. Like, well, you had a, yeah. a change, a, a shift on um, uh, single mothers. Yeah, yes. that episode. oh, that was Remember? a big yes. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I was very like, I mean, obviously I was younger. You know, time things change. I was at the time. I think it was like my like 27 yeah. 28 there's but nothing I was like, wrong with yeah, that by the way no of course yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know and, and i'm not saying like i'm gonna fucking go around yeah. and try to fucking find a single mom I, i'm not <laughs> saying that but i'm not as shut off as i used to be to that idea anymore and because you know part of it is because of the guests that we've had on you know and the conversations that we've had and a lot really of it's like change your perspective like that i think so yeah i mean i'm dude i'm not saying like that's it's obviously would it be the ideal situation of course not no like but I don't think any do guy. Find but if I do find a woman who, in the right condition, you know, they, they, there's a connection, and if the kid is in the right age, the, the things have the, star, the stars have to align in order for it with the work. I think, but I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. And so okay. it's just kind of part of the the growing up and the audience. Uh, I'm sure has you know, like you said, has, has has listened to it as well and kind of experienced it too. So. No, yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm happy love with to it. see. I've loved to watch it because, and it really shows in regards to like the relationship between you two, and you guys are so supportive of each other and yes. like hyping each other up. And I'm uh, like, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, three, recording three for three years that'll you know it'll do that for you. Especially. And I've known you for how long? Nine, ten, well, 11, ten years, 10? ten years. Two, two no, more. more than that. Realistically, wow. Well, like what 14, year is it? I'm thirty. <laughs> We're Wait, thirty, how did you guys dude. Meet? We've known each other since we're like seventeen. Oh, that's year. true. High school. That's true. Yeah, we met through when you came from Germany. Yeah, when I came, yeah. end of my sophomore year, junior year, you that's know. And so, year. at this point, uh, 13, 13 years. Two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I've known you for way too long. It's uh, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a great journey, and uh, and and you're right. You know, like. Some of our views today might not be the views that we have in, in two or three or five years, you know. And all we can do is just evolve and, and have the dialogue. And that's what we're doing. I think we're living proof of what it is that we're trying to yeah. share with everyone, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, listening to conversations. Being and honest, being vulnerable. Being honest, being vulnerable. Being open to change. Healthy masculinity. Being fair, healthy being healthy masculine uh, alpha males, I guess you can <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. But it's true. I think the fact that we've been able to have all these conversations and be able to educate ourselves, and, and not just because of an expert, you know, someone within the field, but someone who's just gone through it from their own upbringing, just like single mothers of what they've gone through. Yeah. It's been so impactful that it's been able to reshape your mind rather than you being like, oh, fuck the fuck single moms. Yeah. Having a baby is only mine i'm not having somebody else's kid to hey 
if yeah, maybe in the right circumstance, the if it perfect, happens, perfect, most perfect circumstances. Yeah, yeah, but it's possible. It is possible. You know, probably not likely, but hey, you know, you never know. And so again, you were saying it earlier, like, you know, in terms of being like, yeah, I think you have a healthy level of masculinity. You're strong. You're a leader. You can take charge. You're very logically, very logical. But also, you were saying like you can go home to your girlfriend, to Christina, and you don't, you're not afraid to cry and say i've had a terrible day at work and i don't know what to do and i just need to vent to you because if not i'm going to explode and so you've you know you said that so you know and you, obviously christina's a great woman but you never you didn't you didn't you didn't think that you can't vent to her and if you did think that way then it's like who are you with you know and yeah. so i feel the same way with my girlfriend you know so a yes we have great partners but also b we're very secure in ourselves yeah to the point that Yes, I can. I know I can be vulnerable. I know I can let my guard down. Doesn't mean I'm gonna go home every day fucking crying to my girlfriend. Obviously not. But I'm not afraid to to vent and 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 just kind of let go with yeah. around her. You know? I also I think, think that the podcast um has also helped us because we be saying some stupid shit in front of these cameras sometimes. Sometimes it don't even make sense, and it happens to me all the time. But like what? what do you mean? Like no, I just kind of I'll go on a tangent. I'm like, what the fuck was I going? With? <laughs> I'm like, but then I'm like, you know, what? people are watching. This is recording. The editor's not gonna take it out. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I just don't care if I sound stupid. So it's the same approach that I have just with everything. So to your point, you're like, oh, you know what you bring to the table. It's just because I just don't care. You know, a lot of times, like I, it's you're right. Like I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. And um, if people make fun of me for you know the things that I'm not good at, I laugh too because I know I'm not good at it or whatever it may be. <laughs> however you want to compare that. Um, so yeah, I approach it. And then that way, if, if again, people, they just, they don't like something about me. Well, Hey, tough titties. I'm just not for you. Then, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's not like I'm, I'm trying to make it difficult for us, but if we're not meant to click, we're just not meant yeah, to click. It is it. what it is. Dude. Hey, nice to meet you. Anyways, I learned something new about you, but that's it. And I think that that's how it should be approached. But yeah, it goes, it goes to that. You gotta I know like what you that. bring to the table. I like that. And maybe I'm, you're just not for them. I like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not, so, for, you're not for everybody. It's a reality of it. And I always say there's billions of people out there as well. You, you, think gonna, you think everybody's going to like you? You think everybody's going to be on the same or, page Or you? better yet, are you going to really stress yourself out because some people don't like you when there's so many others? And that was a problem that you had. Remember with your book, yeah, your first yeah. book. This guy was That's so true. booty hurt when I he was getting... I yeah, heard, we had talked yeah. about it. He was yeah. so booty hurt because of pe some people having negative comments on like his book. Like he had like a, like a thousand people yeah. and, and, and good and six, like six of them. Six of them, yeah. And it's like, I got to go over these six. I can't yeah. believe that these six people and I'm like, what happened to the other nine? Oh, the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's f interesting because the same kind of applies to who we bring on the podcast. Like everybody's loves to be on a podcast and talk and da 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 and like oh yeah and we tell them how did you like it was everything okay yeah whatever episode goes out clips go on social media they start because there's maybe some negative feedback M ultimately most of it is going to be very well received but there's always going to be some people who think they have a better response a better way of doing it so they share their feedback they maybe say certain things that aren't really as nice and then the person that we had on the show they become like defensive like oh my god like i don't know what to do we've had a couple of those guests we're like yeah like yeah? yeah, like all, all all the guests who've complained, like, oh my god, I didn't think people were gonna take it this way. Oh, I loved your story recently because, like, I love that you addressed it and, like, you made it clear, like, hey, like, everyone, like, I didn't personally like resonate with everything, but the fact that they're like being I, I so secure, I can respect yeah, that. I can, respect like, we've had a guest on recently and I and, and I didn't agree with everything she had said and, and, and even challenged her on some of it. And I said, you know, like, is this right or whatever. In a respectful manner, but I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Well, she's not worthy of being on a podcast." Yeah. I mean, we've had a couple. Like, I've, uh, people have messaged me. I've seen some of the comments. Are like, "Oh, don't bring this person on the podcast." Well, it's like, 
Like, how are you going don't, to Don't tell me what I can do with my own podcast. Yeah. Don't tell me who I can't bring out. And if you think you have a better view, then come on, tell me, and we will talk about it. But a lot of people, they easily they can talk behind you know a phone That's or whatever. Great. But when they see the feedback that they that they receive, all of a sudden it's not as as pretty as it is. So we've gotten thick skin no, over like the years. You reference that because it can also be intimidating for some a future guest. Like, oh, do I even want to put myself out there if I'm gonna get this backlash? Or you like, yeah, but you ha- take yeah, yeah, out yeah. Of context. I get. But that. it's like we gotta show people like we're gonna have more compassion for one another because, uh, yeah. like like you said in regards to like you just don't care. I think it's in regards to, yeah, not everyone's going li- to like us, but it's in regards to, like, okay, we have strengths, and, like, we shouldn't be uh, judged because of our parts of us are our work in progresses, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially, uh, there was a video, I think it was ASAP Rocky that said it. It's like, oh, like, you know what it is? Like, how, how much of a fool you are to make fun of, of somebody for trying to do something. Mm, so it's like a lot of yeah. people who have weaknesses is because they either are afraid of doing it or they just don't want to look dumb. And I think of it almost like at the gym, you know, when, when you go to the gym and sometimes when you see someone like that's heavy for the first time, a lot of times they don't want to go to the gym because they feel like, oh, they're going to make fun of me or yeah. how am I going to look? And it's like, I root those people on. I'm me like, too. you motherfucker are showing up to this fuck ass place knowing how difficult it could be, but it's because you're fucking trying. Mm. So that's why I feel like when people don't have strengths and they have weaknesses, but then they try. I mean, the only way we know that they have the weakness is because they try and they fail, right? Mm-hmm. So when you see that, you're like, man, but I give you credit, you know, because not everyone has the balls to try. So the fact that, you know, when you have your weaknesses, I find it beautiful. In fact, I think in one of the segments that, that we're doing for the, the book and the whatever, yeah. um, it was that, like, insecurities, I feel like, are beautiful. I think that's what makes, like, you, you. Let's say, for example, he has some big-ass feet. And you walk in here and you're like, man, I'm going to wear a certain type of shoes so that it doesn't look like my feet are that big. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, I'm not worrying about your shoes. And maybe I'm worrying about my receding hairline. And this whole time, you're here worrying about that shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck about your big-ass feet. Yeah. I'm worried about that you're not noticing about my hairline. So it's like this whole entire time, like, I'm here worrying about shit. And that's why I find, like... That's what makes you you. So back to that. There's going to be things that make, like, you're not going to click. You're not going to be for everyone. And it could be because, oh, man, they probably don't like big feet. And they're going to look at my big feet. Mm. But who gives a fuck? Because you're going to find other people who love feet. Yeah. There's yeah. even a fucking feet finder. You can sell yeah. feet pics online. Yeah. People want big ass feet. So it's things like that. It's like, don't worry and don't get tied up into, like, whatever those little small negativities are. Because at the end of the day, it's all part of life. It's all part of you. You know, I love that you mentioned in regards to like the gym um, atmosphere in regards to like if someone was like more insecure in regards to like if they were more on the heavy side and all this, like it's hard getting into shape, you know. But um, what I love about the gym, right, in regards to like community, right, because it's like we all think like, like, you know, some people feel isolated or misunderstood. But what everyone has in common in that gym is that everyone's investing in themselves, Mm. right? And in regards to, like, any other, like, group activities too, like yoga, breath work, ice plunges, like, everyone is just trying to, like, like discover and, like, be their best and healthiest version, you know? Because we've all gone through stuff because, you know, like, the ups and downs and the in-betweens of life. And I think that's so empowering and beautiful. Like, so if we were able to, like, see, like, have those lens of more compassion and like understanding like hey we're not alone and like there's other people that are like you know looking for these tools to help themselves just like i am you know i'm more in community you know and i think yeah. community plays a huge role community so we yeah gotta sign her up to zoom yeah. andre we got another one coming here <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna need it <laughs> okay um, uh, but no it's so important because it, it's all who you're <laughs> surrounding yourself with you can't do it alone, you know, you can't do life alone, no matter how good you think you are or, you know, how good you even are. You need people around you. Yeah. And if that's in the gym, you watch other people, they, you know, they, they do good, 
you're gonna try to be better or you know if if they don't do good you help them be better you know yeah. and i think that's the beautiful thing about life it's it's the connections that you meet you know with 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 other people so speaking yeah. of uh you got something to say i was gonna say i think uh everyone has a light you know i think um i reference it into like you know the moon right like the moon is not full like the whole month right so it's like sometimes the lights um not as bright but it's like everyone has a light in themselves but like because of circumstances of life trauma just like uh, like tough upbringings they you know like it, it gets a little dim right like you know and they have to start um so we have to embrace that because then we just start shitting on people's characters and who they are like for their mistakes or the bad side of themselves but like no one's a hundred percent good no one's a hundred percent bad so if we can just help each other like ignite and like not be so critical like how if you put yourself in that person's shoes then like okay you might be more understanding like oh this is why this person does yeah. this you know Empathy, yeah I can they see that. maybe they're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad you're month judge me on my whole character like, on that one bad day yeah, yeah that's true yeah or just like even an upbringing like a really crappy shitty upbringing you know like i heard um recently i had someone disclose a story to me it's public record but um <laughs> just putting that out there but in regards to you know there was this case that they were um it was a man that he had to go on probation because he was a sexual predator right and then it's like they can't put him on probation because he has no residence he doesn't have a home but it's like he can't find a home because you know he can't be around a school he oh can't be 150 in school when daycare or church <laughs> So then yeah. it gets really hard to find a place, you know, it gets very limited. And then once you start getting like, like ripping back the layers, right? You start seeing, oh, this person was sexually molested by their mother, right? So then the person that they molested was their sister. But then that's also like, that was the environment that they were brought in. Like, did he know any better? Right? Because if his mo his own mother i'm not justifying it right it's a really hard no topic. but it's but it's still but having some sort of empathy of putting yourself in that yeah. situation and try to see why he would make those yeah. choices and then hopefully like someone that's like sees that understands that and, like has that knowledge and those tools can like help him like understand like hey how that wasn't normal to be able to reframe that to mm. go back into society into like a healthy individual because we don't want a person to be stagnant and stay in their ways you know? I, I think you're touching on something really great, but it's rehabilitation. Yeah. And I feel like this country, yeah, I feel like this country doesn't really value that as much. Like, and a lot of people are focused, you commit a crime, you commit an offense, the punishment. Jail. Straight yeah. Jail. Straight to jail. But like, what happens to you in jail? Like, certainly in this country, in other countries, they, oh, do, yeah. they do a little bit of a different approach. And it's like, I understand punishment is important when you, if we live in a society, you commit a crime, you have to, you know, do your time. It, it's just the reality of it. But a lot of times those people come out of prison a lot worse than they came in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know. Like institutionalized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, dude, like where are we take bringing these people? And that, what do you and expect? Exactly. Like what do you expect? Yeah, you can get a GED, you get a degree in college, stuff like that. But I think there's more to it. Like therapy, there's one-on-one -on -one coaching, mental health. A lot of these people need They've never had anyone care about them. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to send them to prison in a four-by-four four cell with these people who are just going to try to kill themselves every single day. Anybody would come back out of there and even crazier. And experiencing so much. Like, you know, yeah. rape in prisons is so high. Yeah, it's know? another thing. So it's like, uh, you know. Imagine the people that were, like, arrested or like 10, 20 years ago. When you come back out, it's like you oh. don't even know recognize the world. Y'all never seen Shawshank Redemption? 
Oh my god, I love that movie. You favorite movie. You've never seen that movie, dude? <gasps> Yo, it? such a great movie. What is it? Yo, called? that's yes. it's a two, an hour, two and a it's half. It's almost three hours. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> what is it called? Morgan Freeman and I forget the lead. What is it called? Shawshank, S H A W S H. Probably pop up already. Yeah. Such a great How movie. How many hours? Oh, no, two hours. Oh, and I, I may have watched a long time ago. This that is movie. Like, well, regardless, but there, there really was a scene it, yeah. where there was an older gentleman who I think he's been there forever. And um, he was working like in the library, and you know, you know, again, he's very old. And um, they finally say, "Hey, like you're you're being released, like you're good, you know, get out of here." And it almost felt like for years he was avoiding leaving because all he knew was inside. That so was his home. Once he went to the outside and he saw how fast everything was, mm. and the the cars that the were driving, cars, he's just like, what the fuck is this? In the movie, he ends up. Um, Ends up taking his own life. I guess he couldn't. He couldn't take the pressure, and it's it's kind of funny because then at the end of the movie, um, I don't want to spoil it, but when the other person, uh, they end up coming. I'm not going to tell you exactly how how it finishes, but then he also has to adapt. And then I'm really big into movies, so I saw like a comparison that they were showing how you can see that the older gentleman who got released and he couldn't get out like in his head he was just still like wanting to stay in he was holding on to like when he was on the bus he was holding on to the seat in front of him while the other guy who was out he was like laid back chilling you know mm -hmm. so it's almost like the perspective of showing like how being in prison for so long can really like institutionalize you to the point where you can't find some sort of uh solutions or any yeah. way of getting over yeah it. i just uh, i gotta watch this movie but i was reading uh it was it was one story recently and it caught my attention and it was a guy who was wrongfully convicted he spent many years in prison he got released and he ended up committing a completely separate crime i think he ended up killing somebody and so a lot of people are saying well what oh. happened to him in prison oh. wasn't even he got sentenced oh, to prison wow. it wasn't his fault i think for 20 plus years 15 plus 15 20 years what did that do to his mind i'm not justifying yeah. his crime obviously he did what he did he should be prosecuted for that yeah well i didn't even think about but think about yeah. what he went through for 15 20 years think about some wrongfully convicted. wrongfully convicted and i'm sure after a while you, you just convince yourself yeah. like maybe i fucking did do or, something or maybe i'm not worthy of being outside like mm -hmm. like 15 years 20 years in a in a are you just I, start saying so much bad shit and yeah, just like and, and bad shit even you tell yourself bad shit, you're around bad people in an environment that just breeds crime, violence, drugs, addiction, then you come out to to a reality that you don't really know. It's based on what you were just what you were saying too. And it's like anything could trigger you and you just become kind of unstable. So I think that's a big thing. Like rehabilitation is so important and I think we don't put enough value on it. Yeah. You know, because I think people do deserve a, a, a second chance or people do deserve at least uh, some form of trying to make them better, trying to understand. Even if they don't ever get a chance to become free again, let them understand what went wrong mm -hmm. and why, you know. So I think that's important. Like, um, so, okay, so this is also in reference to, like, the other last time I said that I wasn't a big fan of labels, but I didn't elaborate <laughs> why I said that. I just feel like many people get fixated on a label, right? So they get fixated and, like, they make that their identity. And I think it helps to, like, compartmentalize. But, like, we are very complex humans and we have many layers to us. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, understanding and, like, embracing each part of us, right? So in regards to, um, like, for instance, my mom. My mom, she's a survivor of domestic violence. She's also suffered from alcoholism. She suffers from depression. 
She's also a very funny person. She's very corny, very loving, very giving. <laughs> Not enough for nothing. Doesn't sound like my dad. So, everything else was like spot on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and she was like years suffering from alcoholism, right? And it was like, and like for the majority of that time, I couldn't grasp or understand why. Like, why can't you stop? Like, you know, it's just like you're suffering and you're suffering the ones around you. And then it was to like one of my colleagues, my friend, she was telling me like, hey, one of these components of the addiction is like the shame, right? Because you sober up and then you just start feeling shameful in regards to like your history, like all the mistakes you've made. And then in regards to like, to not feel those uncomfortable emotions, let me just go back at it again and drink and numb those uncomfortable emotions and ignore it. And then it's, it's a cycle. Then it's addiction. That's what you're relying on. Then like alcohol is one of those drugs that actually like your body is like starts craving. And it's like, even to get like, um, to cut it out, you should get medical attention to like stop the alcohol. Cause you can go into like, um, like shock, health no? really? yeah, it's actually really serious in regards to like my, Mom, like, she started, um, she cut cold turkey because of, like, medical issues. She got, like, an accident, so she was hospitalized for no, many she weeks. she had no choice. So yeah. she had no choice. Um, but then she started substituting alcohol with sweets, with desserts. Oof. But then that's also dangerous because then you can go into... So it's just, like, a, an addictive personality at this point? Um, like a trait? I I think it's because we don't, we're not teaching people or giving people, like, tools in regards to, like, how to, like regulate your emotions and like giving them healthy strategies like working out um and like working out not even focusing on the physical of it like the physical is a bonus but like you know some people can't even focus on the physical results because they have underlining health conditions that they can't even like you know lose weight or anything like that but focus on the mental and the emotional reward like the mental clarity the emotional clarity you get from that like, and the feeling of like good. overcoming and also yeah. like seeing results and as showing well up for yourself. and showing up for yourself yeah, yeah. So, crazy, yeah. and then, like, our, our breath work, you know, breathing exercises. Like, everyone's like, oh, I know how to breathe. Like, mm, no, like, actually, like, um, doing bre breathing exercises can help you, um, you know, release stress. I've heard of that. Like, like meditation, almost, like? I've been hearing no, more no. and more about this. I've been hearing more and more about yeah. this. I want to get into it. <gasps> works, I have right? a, a like, person for you. <sighs> I have a person. A person? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we also do, um, he does ice plunges as well. <gasps> So I get in that too, but those things those things are expensive, dog. Where does he do it? Well, he charges thirty, but it's a thirty, pop? but thirty, and it's like a whole experience. Because I've heard for people, they just like okay, you show up now and like you get into the bucket. You know, I don't need an experience. Whole experience. I just gotta dive in. He does it. breath work and like warm up <laughs> techniques. And then you transition to the it's, ice yeah, sponge. Dude. So it's a whole experience. And it's thirty dollars a each a session. I guess, yeah, I right? hope they don't. Well, like change the price, but yeah. <laughs> I was talking. Uh, no, I was talking more about like getting my own plunge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but you know they're not that bad on no? Amazon. Like I'm the individual one. I have to check them out. I bought. Well, it, it's it's not just having like you got to buy it. They're not expensive if you get like a small one. But then getting the ice. Yeah. And like if you're gonna do it like the cold cold plunge and then how are you gonna get it? You know, on a consistent basis, it, it adds up. I tried yeah. it for like two days. And I was like, this is not viable. To do. Why? Why what was it? Because right, like I could go to the store and get like. Yeah, I would go to the gas station, and you would have to get like fucking ten bags, 
And really? ice is not cheap, but then you, that's each time because then the next day it's not as cold anymore. Mm-hmm. If you put it outside, then it's it gets going to get hot. So you have to keep it inside. If you don't have it inside and outside, it's you need even more ice. It's an investment. It's an investment. But like in regards to like Wim Hof, he's like the one that's like known in regards to like starting these right, techniques right, right, right. and also the breath work. So it like t- goes hand in hand. So I love it. So it's just encouraging people to try new things like what works with for them like what works yeah. for me like i like to journal like when i have a lot of anxiety or i just feel like i don't feel like i have mental clarity like journaling definitely helps me going to the beach like that's my place like it just brings me so much happiness and peace and i just feel like you know at home and i can like gather my emotions and i feel more emotionally regulated and less impulsive mm-hmm. um so it's just like telling people like to like dabble in regards to like healthy strategies, not going partying or drinking or drugs. To numb. Yeah, you like know, to numb. Unhealthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. yeah. Like what works for you guys? Like when I'm like stressed or... I mean... <sighs> Easy. I'll go first. I'll give you time to think about it. Yeah, go ahead. Exercising and... Uh, <laughs> weed. <laughs> a whole lot of weed. I don't really smoke weed. Uh, obviously I, do, I, I enjoy marijuana uh, a lot. I, I mean, I work out every almost every day. So for me, it's it's stress or no stress. I do it. Obviously, when you're stressed, it kind of uh, it's almost a better. Even you get a better workout. Yeah. Sometimes when you're stressed. Sometimes, yeah, because it's a way for you to relieve really? all that all that no. tension and pressure, no. and maybe even I anger. I get two in my head when I'm stressed. You see, yeah, what works for one might not work yeah, for the other, and that's no, what's course, so important. Yeah, I can't know? go if I go to the gym stressed. Like I'm like not working. I'm not operational. You're my like head's anxious. just not in the game. Yeah, my head's not in the game. Okay. And, but too bad, you know. Maybe I should, because maybe I then erase what's going on in my head, and then all I'm focused on. Because that's what I love about going to the gym, especially when you go to Zoom. <laughs> you ain't got time to think about anything but what's on the on the board. Yeah. And other time, I don't even know what's the next thing. I gotta look, yeah. look at it. And then when you're done, that's when it's almost like, man, what a workout. You know, and then the problems, you know, you start to see things different. Maybe yeah. I should try it. I should try it. Yeah, do it. I mean, you but I'm not stressed at six in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> if you are, it's a different problem. I, <laughs> you wake up, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be another problem. That would be another problem. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like I, working out definitely helps. Um, too bad lately. Uh, what I started doing is uh, we, 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 me and my girlfriend, we go. Uh, we walk around like the block like we do like a little the community yeah like go for a walk because once around is like half a mile mm-hmm. so we just go around you know if the sun is nice if the weather is good and lately it's been raining like crazy so that's yeah. hot too. It's yeah hot. it's like humid as fuck uh, but like just going for a walk you know and uh, kind of clearing your head is also good so it just depends I want to do more yoga and I want to do more other things stuff like that it's just been so busy with work and then yeah. like, the podcast Nature is good too I Nature. like going outside getting yeah. some sun you mm-hmm. go outside you have like the beach right there that's nice dude I don't have that I live I go outside so I live. dude when I was <laughs> you in you um, enjoy the sun no the sun create a little sure. environment you know yeah dude you gotta do it yeah you gotta work yeah. with what you got when I was in a, um, this last ski trip in the morning I would wake I was still waking up early believe it or not I would wake up okay, early yeah. and um, I'd start getting the coffee ready. 5 a.m.? I was waking up at 5, 6 a.m., yeah. <laughs> I swear. In fact, I was working on the things. I, I told you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was doing that while a homegirl was still sleeping. And um, when the sun was coming out, I would go outside and just sit there and get some sun in my face. Cold as fuck. I was just there getting sun. Sun is the best, dude. Sun's mm-hmm. great. Sun's great. Yeah, I'm going to get some more sun. Yeah, that's what I do. It's definitely a medicine. Um, so good. What else did you want to... No, um... You have anything else? Because remember, the last time oh. we had you down, you were like, I want to talk about this. Oh, and then we so I thought we time. were going to dive in in regards to like personal. Too bad I was going to get there. 
like um like personal like like, like, like in regards to like like um, your personal like your personal situation because yeah, i'm like i'm an open book yeah all right, all right so i like, I just thought it was interesting in regards to you guys focus a lot in regards to like romantic relationships i mean i'm single but i think I that's also an that important too, yeah. relationship as well you know the relationship with yourself most important one yeah exactly yeah speaking of um yeah we did talk about a little bit earlier about uh connections and you know those people around you whatever what's your situation because as you said you are single <laughs> okay so actually it was something that i had um brought up to you like a year ago like i had messaged you guys in regards to i think a lot of people once they end with a, a partner they just automatically go to like bashing that relationship or that partner and it's like that's not the healthiest and that doesn't serve you mean when they break up with yeah, the partner yeah. and then they like when oh. they split okay yeah um so i don't know i wanted to give like i don't know if we have the time though we got time you sure you got yeah. time yeah we got time we got a little time we got some time. What are you thinking? Okay. What are you thinking about? Tell me. <laughs> yes, just say it already. <laughs> what are you going with? Okay. <laughs> so I think it's in regards to like learning from our experiences, right? Like, oh, you know, yeah. some are blessings, some are lessons, you know? So like, for instance, my first relationship was like almost five years. It was like high school sweethearts, mm -hmm. but it was like, we were way too serious, way too young. Um, like we lived together in high school, like during high school um first tat like matching tattoos together no way. which one is it um it's on my rib cage but it's <laughs> yeah i got it covered with a sunflower okay <laughs> fuck that guy no no he was a great no, guy okay. he was a great guy yeah, literally good. why we're talking about this <laughs> oh, <good>. literally <laughs> anyway he got it covered first i was like oh yeah when we like split that conversation i was like oh yeah out of respect to this relationship and to you like it meant sure. something like i'm not gonna cover this up and he was like yeah yeah me either like four <laughs> months later i see him covering it up i'm like oh damn that hurt uh, like okay uh, i mean yeah but again you yeah to your point yeah yeah you know it was uh it was a good relationship no um yeah so my should have left it open yeah you do it again go back again yeah <laughs> remove the cover up read I, that too though that's what i was actually <laughs> you're funny <laughs> i was actually trying to remove it and i was going through that process but it was way too painful and taking too long so i just got a cover up oh okay yeah, oh, yeah. so you were that piece you're gonna get it removed instead of getting it cut yeah so what i was started the, the process it was um anniversary date oh, yeah okay. um so we even had like a dog together like we it was Jesus like way Christ. too serious yeah. like a marriage you know and it's like we don't even know who we are and yeah. that sounds like that um those, the yes those that couple. earlier oh no what couple were you talking about i think you're talking about like a year and a half ago two years ago what happened like, it was like the high school sweethearts what that, happened you guys to them? Had, that they were oh, what were you gonna say? oh we did have i think we, we had high school sweethearts oh. I I didn't. yeah they had a they have a kid together they have kids who are we talking about I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. <laughs> Anyways, go. You keep going. You keep going. Say what you were going to say. <laughs> um, so then... You guys moved in too fast. Uh -huh. You had a dog yeah. together. Too so, serious. like, once it ended, like, we ended, like, he was about to turn 21. So, I was just like, yeah, this guy just wants to, like, party. You know? But, like, in my eyes, like, we ended fine. Um, He even said, like, you're an amazing girl. You know? Sounds at home. I was just like, awesome. Thank you. You know, my respect. Yeah. But um, whatever. Then like, ugly came out after. But I was like, always had like good things to say about him because like during that relationship, he was like a good, healthy individual. You know, <laughs> uh, healthy individual like that. Yeah. Um, immature, but you know. I mean, yeah, that age, you're all gonna be everyone. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
I learned, I was like very black and white, you know, because I have a like I had a very unpredictable upbringing. So like I wouldn't give him like leeway to like make mistakes like, oh, no, that's incorrect. And this is right. And this yeah. is what we do and what we don't do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so life gave me a reality check after that and was like after we split and was just like, no, no, this is like. Now you see the world, and not everyone operates the same. Everyone's very different. You can't be attached to, like, what you think or, like, your expectations of, like, how someone's supposed to respond. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you only have control of what you do and what you communicate. Oh. Um, so it was, but it was, like, a learning lesson, you know, because I was, like, a stickler. And then, yeah, then I learned, like, I can't be caught up in regards to that. Yeah, I think I think your late teens and early twenties, and even mid and, and late twenties. The beautiful thing about it is like you you can you and you should make mistakes and you should learn. You should do all these things. So to to have it all figured out is impossible at that age. And why would you? You know, you have your entire life ahead of you. Yeah. And I think those years are very special because you can do everything and anything and just kind of go through life. And that you might be a little bit naive, but it's also like a beautiful thing to kind of mm. explore and kind of really learn and figure out who you are. And so. A lot of times, a lot of those long-term relationships, some of them work in rare cases, rare, yeah. but in most cases, they don't. And it's okay if they don't, you know? And so... It's easy to, to look back and at the time, yeah. to reflect because at the time, that's all you know. Because you don't know that the next five I years. I mean, that's exactly... Because yeah. there aren't more. There aren't, there aren't yeah. five more years. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just at the moment. Yeah, so all yeah. you know is whatever you've learned from the time that you've been alive up to that moment, you don't know what the future holds. So it's hard to really... Like, now it's easy to be like... Yeah, like now I've learned so much about myself from all the experiences I had and all the mistakes, mm-hmm. lessons I've learned. But when you're making the mistakes, you you feel like that's the end of the world. Man. Yeah. Do you? But I, I feel like. Do you feel like at that time, like like a heartbreak and the breakups and stuff like that, and all these situations, I feel like they they would they hurt more. Is it because you don't know anything else? Is it like it's the first real love, or because if you were to break up with Christina now, it would suck. But I don't think you would. Would it be the worst? I've told her. I've told it to her face. I'm like, yo, if you break, if this doesn't work out, I'll be fine. Like you're not the only person in this world, and she knows that. I'm with her because I want to, because it's a choice. That's one of the first things you said when you sat down here today. I'm I'm with her because I want to be with her, but I'm not with her because I'm. It's a punishment. I'm not with her because I'm. I'm forced to. Right. So I get that. If something were to hit the fan, yeah, fuck it, I don't care. But I know that now because I'm. Because you're still here. Because five years ago. If things didn't work out, you're like, man, there's not going to be anybody else. Yeah, because five no, years you know. ago, when I did have the heartbreak, I well, that was five years ago. Yeah, I've been, able, I'm still alive today. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like if I was able to do that, I can do anything. Yeah. at that point, yeah. So it's not going to experience help. taught you. It's experience, yeah. and it's also being patient and understanding. Yes. And one thing that we we're talking about a little bit earlier, the gym taught me to be patient and to be consistent. Um, that is the only way you'll see results in anything in life. So if, if, if a new job, the only way you can get good at the job is by doing the reps. So uh, for example, me, the first time I, I work at a bank, I open accounts and do all this bullshit. I don't know how the fuck the system works. And the first time you do that, I'm like, wait, where do I click to go to the next mm-hmm. page? I don't fucking know. Where do I fill out? Oh, th- I'm, I can't move. Oh, cause you have the, the, this, you see the little red thing. Yeah. Okay. Click it. Oh, okay. Now I can move. It's, it takes experience. But after a while, you know, it just becomes second nature because you become comfortable with it. But at first you're like, man, I fucking hate this job. You haven't had a new job in forever. But me, when I first started the job, I'm like, man, I don't know why the fuck I I left my old job. Now I got this fuck-ass new job. I just got used to what I had before. But then I made the switch and, you know, it it was uncomfortable, but then I made it through. Like that was a year ago and I'm like, oh, you know, like, Mm. so all I think about is the same thing with the gym. I work out when I first started going a year ago in Zoom. You saw me. I mean, I wasn't disgusting looking, but I wasn't the way that I'm looking now. I'm in the best shape of my life and I feel amazing. I feel healthy. I feel like I can do anything that I wanted to. But it took 
time and it took me being patient consistent and being very disciplined but over time everything fell into place if i kept showing up and i feel like that's just like with everything else and i I think that's also um same thing with this like every single day you know even after those heartbreaks you still show up for yourself you still want to be active and and it still hurts but after some time you heal and then you're Mm -hmm. like Oh, I was fucking stressed out over this thing. Like, yeah. I'm still here. I'm still alive. Like, life goes on. Life so, goes to on. your point, yeah, I feel like it's like that. Like, and and she was very, very. Like, she knows that. That if shit were to hit the fan, and God forbid, I mean, I, I do want to be with her, but if I'm not gonna be, yeah. I'm not gonna sacrifice my own health, mental, happiness, uh, overall, my own happiness, and my own just yeah. me, myself. You yeah. know what what I stand for. If I don't agree with something and it just doesn't align, then yeah. To each his own. You're not the only person in this world. We'll both land on our feet. Yeah, yeah, things change, circumstances change, but like I don't have to also change my perspective and like how I view you. I can still have that respect for you, but it's like, hey, emotions and feelings change, and that's okay. And I see things like that because you had said earlier about um, you know, literally just right now of how you know your exes. I don't badmouth my exes. You've never badmouthed your ex. Mm-hmm. No. Surprisingly, after everything that's happened, I would have yeah. said a house or shit to this person <laughs> for fucking, you know, check your email. Yeah. <laughs> right? I say yes if I like know you guys, but yeah, is that I've listened to But you know that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But it's it's you know, it's things like that. But even to that to this point, you've never yeah, no. said anything like No, and, and and so you know again, like I, I was with them for my exes and my ex, whatever, for for a long time. So if I chose to be with this person and then now we break up and if I talk shit about them, what does it say about me? Oh, I, I said that in yeah, the course yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I stole that line from you. Like, I was with this person for many years and now they're a dirtbag, a piece of shit, da, 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 et cetera. So what does it make me then? Yeah, you're you know, the idiot that was with that yeah, dirtbag, you yeah. dumb fuck. <laughs> so so I'm the sucker too, you know? So, But no, I, I, I wish all my exes very well. They've all, I guess kudos to me because I have really... Yeah, yeah, dude, I've been rough for your fathers, yeah, dog. Yeah, you deserve yeah. it. Yeah. I've been with some good women, man. They were good and kind, and also partly because I was a good man. Well, it was, you, uh, it yes. was decent. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Italian. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> we're not talking about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> skip that part. <laughs> but I tried to be good, man. I tried to be good with what I had at the time. Uh, but I was with an amazing woman and it didn't work out. And, and from what I can, from what I know, is they're all in really good positions now. And I, I think we're very happy. Older. I mean, do you think that if you were to have a conversation with your ex right now, it's t- yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how it would be. I, I think it would be amicable, or like to believe so. She'd probably punch you in the face. Yeah, it'd <laughs> <laughs> be so fucking knock me out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. Um, I would like to believe so. At least on my end, I would be very respectful and. And uh, I wish I would. I would wish that well. You know, I, I would wish her very well, and and hope that she's in a good position. And it's it's crazy how life works, you know. But at the end of the day, I think everybody ends up where they need to be. Yeah. Some roads take a little bit longer. Some roads are a little bit darker at for a while. But ultimately, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Every destination looks a little bit different. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's we're all journey. going somewhere. Yeah. yeah, we're all going somewhere, and it's the journey that matters too. And you gotta embrace it. So. Um, but I feel like when you're young and you're 21 and 20 and it, that road is very narrow and you feel like there's nothing else that matters except this person. Now that we've lived a little bit longer, life is a lot, like the world is a lot bigger than what it really is, yeah. you know? No, um, during that time, I feel like I was operating, like I was identifying myself like through my relationship. Yeah. So I was making yeah. my relationship my identity. And I see like... Because it was your identity. Yeah. Because 
you but, know, no, partially. But you don't make it like your whole identity. Like, it's, I think the goal is to like have two independent people like living and sharing their lives together. Of course, but at know? the time you didn't have yeah. your own self. You know, exactly. Yeah, you're but, still figuring yourself yeah. out. So all you know is you with your girlfriend yeah. and your school your high school the couple I people am, that you see yeah. every day and then your parents and your siblings and that's your world so they take up a big part of that world so and all you know is that world yeah. mm-hmm. because then, of whatever your friend says or what happened to your yeah. friends friend or that's all that exists and then if they're no longer there then now you feel like your whole world ended it's, but it's reality it's just the world with that person ah, ended. <laughs> so crazy. yeah so I think that's a beautiful life too yeah and there's a time and place for everything. So, for instance, you know what's crazy? You guys had Dr. Heasty on the you podcast. Go. I love like him. him so. He's amazing. We should. Yeah, we <laughs> Next time when he comes in, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> You know what's crazy? After that breakup, I actually had him as a professor. But I did not. I was not in the space. I was like single mode. I was like like that i had just started drinking for the first time i tried alcohol for like the first time like a few months after i turned 21 and i was like part oh really yeah i was like partying for like six months almost to a year and then i got really tired of it because i was like oh man this is like the same repetitive stuff but so i met i had dr hasty during that time so nothing really registered with me um then like i would say like maybe two years later I will start getting into your podcast. I discovered your podcast and I fell in love with that episode because I felt like his outlook in regards to relationships, love, like, hey, I am love. Like you only because it's honestly you only have control of who you are. So it's like you are love. You are patience. Like you are kind. You know you what you bring have, to the table. Yeah, You're you know secure. You exactly. Because I know me. Because I am love. Then you determine, like, how you like and everyone else is a recipient of that. And then you determine, like, okay, does this person add value to me? Do I want to continue and pursue this relationship? Or this person? Yeah, like what best? role are they going to play yeah. in my life? Are they going to be my friend, significant other, yeah. more than just my friend? It's the same thing because you can love me the same way you love uh, you, Claudia, mm. but it don't mean, I mean, you know. Hey, hey, turn the lights off. Hey, really get out of here. (laughs) No, but for real, no, he said that though. It's like, you know, you obviously have roles, and I think it's that. I think if you can show up as love and just be that individual, Mm -hmm. everyone else is the recipient, but you can choose the role that they play in your life to to receive that love. Okay, so then in reference to last time we said in regards to aggressors, right? Like, oh, why would someone want power and control over someone, Mm -hmm. right? And I kind of just like froze. But I think it has to like stem from like either insecurities, um, observed behaviors, or upbringings, traumas. Like it's multiple factors that can play a role in regards to that, right? Like why someone's operating in in those lens. Um, So then I was actually in a, I was actually engaged in everything. I was in a relationship for almost two years. I was overthinking a little bit because now we we're like we're civil, like we talk. Because his brother is, like, part of the family still. Like, or has a relationship with the family. Mm. So I was like, man, how would he feel if he would hear this? But it's honestly, like, it's the truth. It's what happened. So it was a long-distance relationship. I thank God it was long-distance. Because it probably would have been more confusing, you know, with, like, the loss and having that person next to you all the time. So I had met this person. He lives in Cuba, all of this super romantic put me on a pedestal type of thing and uh, 
like I was saying romantic gesture. Like I, we went to the beach with his mom. I was in the water with his mom. We come out and like he has like a mariachi like band like singing and like he's like dancing like hey, twirling around. Is that like, romantic? Are you in love with this guy already? <laughs> huh? No way. <laughs> no, you're like that's not romantic, bro. That sounds. <laughs> but like. But. So super. Wait, wait, what? No, no, no. Go, go ahead. I'm listening. Listening. So. Like, we had met in person. Like, it's not something that we met online or anything like that. We had met in person. And honestly, right off the bat, I was like, if your intentions, because Cuba's known for, like, you know, um, taking advantage and just like, using people Papers. to come to, yeah, yeah, to the U.S. So then I was like, if your intentions or goal is to come to the U.S., just be clear to me, because I feel like you have a lot of potential and ambition so as long like you don't have to fake a relationship, let's just talk clear and like we can like definitely go that route. And then Damn. Yeah. She's down for it too. <laughs> no. She would have been like, be honest with me. She's gonna be honest with you like, oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> no, no, I was honestly considering it because of like <laughs> no no, I was genuine. I was genuine okay. in regards to it. Um but then he wanted to pursue me romantically and I was like, Oh, okay. Um but it was like it got like an unhealthy relationship like you know very toxic and like emotionally um psychologically like gross um so it was like put me on a pedestal but then like out of nowhere we'll get these extreme jealousy attacks and like bring me down right like i remember um i went to the beach with like two girlfriends and, like, I couldn't post pictures with a bathing suit. I couldn't Jesus. post any pictures, which I wouldn't, like, really post that much or anything like that. So then she posts a picture on her. Mind you, he's not even following her or anything like that. She posts a picture with me, and he was like, oh, look, you posted a picture. Like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to be a whore, all of this. And, like, just start talking down. And then he was like, oh, and the only reason she posted it, because she looks better, because you look like, you look like ass, you don't even, your ass <laughs> looks flat. All of this, like, trying to just, like, destroy my self-esteem and belittle me. And I was just like, and then I was like, bro, like, uh, like that's it. Yeah, it's We're going to stop. He um, was like, oh, I'm seeking therapy. I'm going to go to therapy. You know, it's just like I have so much trauma because I've been cheated on so much. And, like, paints the scenario of, like, you know, is that Miami's a party city and everyone's like just having sex and going wild. And I don't want to be like un come mierda here in Cuba being loyal and faithful to you while you're here. Like, you know, um, betraying me and making me look stupid or like a fool. So I'm here like also like, oh, OK, I understand. Like trying to like eating it up. Like eating it up. Eating mm -hmm. it up. So then um, make a long story short, it was just like. Um, I ended the relationship because I was like, I can't, I was, I started therapy and I wanted to start therapy for my own thing just to have like better coping skills and stuff like that. And, but I was like, Hey, look, this is time sensitive. Cause we had started the process of me bringing him over here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I was like, I just want to focus on this. Cause I'm like, I'm, that was already on the, on like inclining regards to like, okay, I'm going to end the relationship, but do I still bring him over? You know, because he was already, like, you know, um, with this illusion that he was going to come, bring his family, <laughs> and he, like, has good work ethic, and, like, to see good work ethic in Cuba, in Cuba while you live in Cuba, is, like, rare. So then, um, I was focused on that because I was really debating. But then it came to a point that, like, 
just uh like hey one moment you're the best i love you but it's like you can't even trust that like when you say that yeah. because then it's like why would you even talk to me like that so i was even breaking out with hives like it's crazy how connected like our mind and our bodies are because i had to get tested for so many things and i was getting they're testing me for lupus and everything because I would get mm. hives all over and my lips would get like super swollen and not like the good swollen. Like it would only be like one <laughs> lip at a time, right? Like, it like uneven as well. Yeah. So it would look really bad. Like watch, look. I'm going to show oh, you a so picture. You a picture. Yeah. It was a whole process. It was like two or three months that I was going through this. And then it looks like if I was beat up. Like. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. So Miami. <laughs> Doesn't even look like you. Yeah. It looks yeah. like a different person. And then like. <laughs> yeah no no it was bad and it was like all over my body oh my, my neck my eyes would get swollen it looked so bad and the moment that i ended the relationship and ended everything guess what like cured yeah was it like stress or it was the amount of stress it was the amount of stress in regards to like the dynamic in regards to like our body communicates to us that's yeah. why it's so important to be aware and like in tune to what we're and experiencing listen. Mm -hmm. and listen to your body yeah so what happened to the guy? Is he still in Cuba? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. How did it end? <laughs> so, okay, we ended <laughs> and then, but we continued like talking here and there, but it was like, it came to a point that I couldn't even like hear his voice because I would just get irritated. Mm. And he would like, um, do like, okay, when we we're like still together, he would provoke me, like start a fight and then hang up, right, to, like, wow me up. Mm. And then the moment that I would call back, he would record the phone call, right, and then send it to me and be like, oh, look how crazy you are. Because then he would be all calm and cool and collect. Oh, narcissist. Mm -hmm. Easy money. Yeah, and Done. then he would send it to me and be like, look how crazy you are. And, like, that's how easy it is to, like, fall into that. What a dipshit, dude. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so... <laughs> And yeah, so, no, that? no, I agree, I agree. <laughs> but it's so common. It is so. Wow. So wait, did he end up coming over here? Or what? Oh, he's still no. in Cuba. Yeah, he's still right. in Cuba. Good. But like well, months later, months later, I found out. Um, like his brother's gr girlfriend was like, "Oh, by the way, he was like constantly cheating on you, and like constantly had girls in and out of the house." But his family told me to like promise to not tell you, and like. In the moment, I was just like, okay, I'm so glad I listened to my intu intuition, like, before even knowing this information, because I had already ended things. But that's how, like, intuitive, like, you know, women are. And then, and also, it was just like, besides intuition, it was like, there's so much red flags and facts yeah. that things that happen. guilty conscience was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was ringing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. These were ringing. That's fucked. I mean... That's fucked that she told you like months, like a like a long time. Yeah, after. and I had asked her too. Yeah, dude, come on. Yeah. Well, no, I got played. Man, uh, I got played too. Then I tell you the story that that happened with one of my exes. I think man, I told you. No. Man, man. Can you give me a recap? Dude, that she went up to a, a city up north. In oh Florida, yeah, yeah, I remember. And what happened turns to her? out, you know, funny. I said this, and someone actually started like getting at me in the comments and in, in my DMs. They're like, "Oh, but you don't know what this girl was going through. She was probably being manipulated and all that stuff." And I'm like. <laughs> Listen, maybe she was. She lied to me. I don't care. Oh, but you don't understand because maybe she had to do that for this. That's fine. Wait, what's the thing? What's the situation? Situation was um. Okay, we were here. Well, I'm here. Obviously, she was also here, but she she got an opportunity to work in uh 
in for a firm in uh, a little what's, bit north Florida. I don't I don't know. I'm, fuck that guy. If you watch this, if you ever watch this, fuck you, you nasty piece of shit. I think he's arrested actually. Fuck you. But anyways, he's a piece of shit. Um, turns out she goes up there and. I kind of, a part of me is like, you know what? She was very naive because she was. Like, she was always like, she thought good of everybody. What motherfucker? <laughs> no, keep going. She thought good of everybody. So, like, she really didn't think of Manda. Like, it was really hard for really like convince. She was like a sweetheart. No, she was like Rary, a Like, it was just one of those things, which is why, to this point, I'm not that disappointed or upset. But it's almost like, bro, come on. Because at the end of the day, she still lied. Like, she didn't tell me what was happening. She hid everything that was going on. Um, and, and she would disappear. She wouldn't reply, you know, on her phone. She wouldn't answer. And it was almost, she made it seem like, oh, I felt like I had to because I got this opportunity with zero experience to work for this, you know, for this law firm. And it was, it was a good one up in the area that she was in. And again, she had no experience. So she's like, wow, someone took a chance. I mean, like, I feel like I owe it to this person, you know, to just do whatever they want and stuff. So there were certain things that I guess at first it started with little things. And then it started to like get a little bit bigger, like, oh, I got to go travel over here, like, come with me, or, oh, we're going to go over here, like, hey, you should come with me also, and again, it just started, like, she just wouldn't answer, and then I would see her then on, on the weekends, and it was like we were together, and then Monday would roll around, and it's like, oh, no, we're not, no, like, you have the wrong impression, I was like, I thought we were on the same page, like, I literally, specifically, I thought we were talking about getting back on track, mm -hmm. in fact, we were holding hands on the treadmills together at the gym, and I'm like, okay, I guess we're getting better, and then the couple days later, she goes, oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah, we're not. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was just going nuts. Yeah. So what happened? She went up there, and the person who hired her was brothers. Okay, so the person who hired her was brothers with her best friend. So, and then the best friend, they were dating. So, so okay, her best friend was dating the guy's brother. Um. Okay, she was working for the guy, brother, dating best friend. That's why they all went up at the same time. And, um... And yeah, I found out because the brother got screwed over on something in some deal or whatever the fuck was going on from the, the main guy who hired my, my girlfriend at the time. And he's like, oh, by the way, this happened, this happened, this has been going on. And the time that they said this, it was only them together. And yeah, they had this. And oh, that time, remember? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I asked her. Yeah, it's because of this. And I'm like, this fucking bitch. Wow. This whole fucking yeah. time, I'm here thinking, and I felt like I was the biggest piece of shit because I'm here trying to like salvage the relationship, and I'm thinking this is long distance. I'm even gonna fucking try, right? And I wasn't a saint either. Like there was issues like that we both had, and there was a little bit of like inconsistencies going on. But at that point, we, whatever we had split up, but we were like trying to rebuild, trying to get back together. But the whole time, I'm hearing all these things, and to the person that's gonna slide in my DMs later telling me, "Oh, but you don't know because she was naive and she was young," she fucking lied. I don't care. Yeah. She fucking lied. She should have never lied. She lied the entire time. So then when I confronted her, I called her. I'm like, yo, what's up? You got some time? She goes, yeah, yeah, what's up? And I'm like, okay, um, who did you go to this place with? And I just hear her go, oh. And I'm like, and also, who'd you go to this other place with? Let me explain. I'm like, oh, and not only that, what about this other place too? The one that you didn't want to tell me about? Who'd you go with? It's not even like that. I'm like, you had forever to tell me the truth but this whole entire time you lied to me you were hiding it this entire time and so don't try to explain yourself now you should have explained to me when i had these questions before you didn't want to tell me i'm not even going to give you the chance to tell me now eventually i was seeing red after mm -hmm. a while um she actually bro she sent me a message so long that i could the, the text wouldn't even open 
I had to like click on it and then like a new page opened mm, up from how long yeah. that's happened to you. Yeah. I, that's the first time it's ever happened to me. And I'm like, God damn. After that, I, you know, we talked things out. We ended up splitting up. And then a couple years later, up until this point, I mean, she's she's dating somebody else. She looks extremely happy. And in fact, we, we talk here and there. She's kind of close and, and, and she does mean a lot to me in the sense of who she was related to. And to that point, because I dated her, I still hold her close to me because, I mean, I, I chose her. You know, and she didn't have really good qualities. I feel like she was kind of baited a little bit. So to the point, the person who DM me, I agree with you. She still lied. Um, but but still, yeah. it was because of that. And I found out because of that. This guy ended up telling me because he got screwed over. And then I, he told me everything. But that's how I found out too. And it was fucking devastating. Because the whole time I'm there feeling like, fuck. Yeah. Like I'm doing everything that I can. Like and I'm like, working. oh, it's because of this. I felt like such a fool, dude. Yeah, I, I remember that was a tough time. But here I am. Healed, yeah. moving still, forward, still alive. happy and more resilient, and more resilient, mm-hmm. but, and also, like, mm-hmm. but also smarter, but also very com- uh, comfortable, and but also very civil with this person. It took some time, but you know that's what growth is all about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where him and I like. I don't have anything against him. So after I found out, I like confronted him, and he was like super in denial yeah. about it. And then like months later is when we were able to. Um, like, he wanted to talk, and he, we, like, had a conversation. And, like, he apologized. I was like, hey, like, I already um, forgiven him, but, like, I hope you forgive yourself. And, like, I think he was trying to, like, rekindle things again, but I was like, not definitely not. But <laughs> I do hope everything you said, like, is true, like, you have changed. Because why would I want, you know, um, him to continue with those behaviors, like, hurting more people, mm-hmm. you know, more women? Like, that doesn't help anyone. So I do hope, I do hope that you are a healed individual now. And um, so that dynamic, I feel like, taught me what I don't want in a relationship, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be put on a pedestal or, like, um, idolized to then, like, also be, like, destroyed emotionally, belittled. Like, no, a relationship was, it was, like, made very clear is, like, to support each other, you know, and to, like, help each other and, like, add value to each other's lives. And that was just, like, not it. But it taught me that, you know? I'm, like, very clear in regards to, like, what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And then, Yeah two more experiences and it was just like it was very short-lived it wasn't even like official relationships but like how you said earlier in the episode how you know like the universe is just like everything happens for a reason everyone like crosses your path for a reason so it was actually like on halloween like right okay so i had found out about the whole truth in regards to like my ex my the one i was engaged with october 1st on halloween october 31st i went out and I was just, like, on this tip of, like, I just want to focus on myself. I don't want to know about anyone. Like, all men are, like, cheaters. All of this type of, like, programming, right? All this perspective. Um, so then I, like, was at the club, met this, like, saw this, walked in. We made eye contact. And it was just, like, oh, man. Like, that was a very, like, like there was such a connection there, you know? Um, I come back from the bar with my best friend and, like, her guy. And it was just, like, you know that song, Cha-Cha Slide? Like, two hops this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super corny. And then we just started hopping next to each other, right? So it was just, like, and, like, conversation right off the bat. And, then like, in the club. You know, everyone's, like, um, grinding, dancing on each other. And, like, we're just here having a full-blown conversation. Cha-Cha Slide. Yeah, that was, like, the starter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, 
So then that happened. My friend, my best friend thought that we were like, we were friends because of like how genuine and how like organic everything um, flowed. But it was like very like short lived. It was like, okay, I want to pursue this person romantically because we went on a hangout date very shortly after that. And it was like first initial hangout. And it was like all these deep, profound like questions and like really getting to know like my character, my values, like what do I care for? Like even like my what's my religion? Like I've never been asked that, you know? And then getting insight into that person. And I was like, wow, this is like a great exchange, right? So then everything was going well. And then it was like to a point that it was just like, oh wait, you know what? I actually just like I can't do this anymore. I don't want to like waste your time. Cause I was also very clear, like okay, I don't want to waste my time, so I want to be clear in regards to, like, where you stand. Like, not that I need a title, right? But I want to know, like, are we, like, headed in the same direction? Like, do we have the same position, stance? And, you know, he disclosed, like, you know, I'm not there. Like, you know, like, you're great, you're amazing, but I'm not there. And I felt so heartbroken. So I felt, like, rejected, right? I was just like, damn, like, it was going so well. Like, why wouldn't? it continue like why wouldn't that person be intrigued and i remember you said like episodes ago how like men are get more used to rejection instead of yeah. like women so i was like my first one so i was like okay this is dealing with mm. rejection like how do i feel about this and how am i gonna <laughs> like so in the beginning i was just like bro i'm not worthy enough like what why am i not good enough like yeah. what's wrong like what did i what do i not have right and then like, I had to get snap myself out of that mindset because I'm like, this is not helping me. This is not beneficial. And I was like, okay, let me take another stance. Like, what is a, what attracted me about this person? Like, what do I like about this person that makes me, like, want to be intrigued or I get to continue getting to know this person? And then I was like, okay, the structure, like, very clear priorities. Um, even in regards to, like, relationships in their lives. Like, their relationship with their mother, relationship with, like, certain um, friends and, like, really um, colleagues. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to, like, the things, the qualities that I admired, I'm going to start implementing that in my life. And I think that was, like, a different approach mm-hmm. that really helped me, like, like build my relationship closer with my faith, my mom, um, nourish my other relationships in my life, like, with my best friends, my colleagues. And, like, months later, my graduation, it was such, like, a euphoric moment because it was, like, yeah, I'm not in a romantic relationship, but I feel, like, on top of the world and so loved by all these other relationships in my life. And I feel like we, like, put so much emphasis on romantic relationships, you know? And it's, like, everyone plays, like, such an important, vital role. And, like, there's different types of support and trust, Mm. And I think that's, like, beautiful and, like, to embrace those relationships as well. So I got, like, what I learned from that. And, like, I think that I'm so thankful for that experience because it really connected me to that, to those um, values. And I'm really clear in regards to, like, what I want. Like, and now I'm like, oh, no, I want that mental, emotional, spiritual stimulation, you know? Like, that's important. Yeah, a lot of times those uh, traumatic experiences are, like, uh, a catalyst for a lot of growth and a new chapter and it's kind of a lot of self-development you mm-hmm. know and it's a pivot point because you know all, how you expected your life was going to go all of a sudden you know next thing you know it's it's not there anymore and now you have to figure out how you're going to do without this person 
And so it's almost kind of like reinventing yourself, which I think is an actually amazing experience. Every time people tell me, like, got a, I broke up or whatever, you know, my people are like, always, oh, I'm sorry, but sorry for what? You know, you guys broke up for a reason, more likely than not. So I celebrate, you know, breakups in a way because yeah. it just kind of gives you a, a opportunity. an opportunity, an opportunity to start over. You, you can know? reinvent, or just you learn more about yourself. Yeah. I think a combination of both, 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 because you can be whoever you want to be. That could really apply to anything. It doesn't I, you don't need to? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I wanted to kind of piggyback off of what you just. You can be whoever you want to be. You can be yourself. You yeah. can be. It's an opportunity to really to create your own identity. Yeah. Without mm-hmm. you know having someone groom you, manipulate yeah. you, or um, steer you in some sort of way, and allows you to be yourself. So yeah. Whoever that whoever you want to be is the person who you are destined to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very well said because we were somebody a lot of times, you know, maybe they listen to certain music and all of a sudden we start listening to music. But it's like, what do you like to listen to? Mm-hmm. What do you like to do? What do you like to travel to? What do you like to do for fun? And instead of it being, well, you know, my partner always, we, we usually would do this or he usually does this and we he, she does that. It's like, I, I didn't ask you that. I'm like, what? who are you? Mm-hmm. What is it that you want? And if you don't know, and what's an amazing opportunity to find out, you know, so... I yeah. love that. So self awareness is everything. You know, <sighs> self awareness, awareness. Yeah, I think breakups are a great, a great opportunity to to change your whole life. Yeah, you know, a lot of times people are kind of stuck. I then just in fact today I was talking to a good friend of mine and that uh, he's you know like kind of stuck in in a, in a point where I feel like that is required for him. You know, maybe not that exactly, but. Well, actually, yeah, I do think that exactly. I think he's in a pivot point where he just needs to like wake up and and get out of a really tough p- position that he's in right now, and that kind of is required. I think it, yeah. it, it's tough to acknowledge that and accept that, but once you're on the other side, again, it's an amazing way to look back and oh shit, look what I've accomplished. I think it's like definitely doing that inner work, you know? Yeah, that makes all the difference, and like not trying to distract yourself with like another person, like you know, just replacing mm. that person <laughs> yeah. with someone else. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's like jumping from one person to the next. Oh, yeah, the worst. Yeah, I hate that. And then, Bullshit. um, so then almost a year later, I thought I was like, all right, I'm good, I'm fine. I met this other person. It was through a mutual. Um, friends with my cousin and then I was like oh this human is amazing like I mean I wasn't like initially like um like you know trying to pursue romantically because of like the mutual I was like respecting but then they started like we just started talking and conversing like we had similar values um even their approach in regards to like they gave a story in regards like they were at a restaurant and a homeless person came in and like went to like several like a family and like asking like for food not even for money for food and uh, like you know people just trying to like ignore or dismiss that person like if they were not there so then like he went and approached her like hey you're hungry like you want a plate of food like what do you want and like got her food and like it was just like a very small exchange but i feel like that spoke so much to his values and that's all i was like oh i like that you know i'm attracted to that because i think that means so much and that's like um it's more like you know than the physical and that's what's going to last. And then it was like, okay, and it was like open, vulnerable, expressive, you know, it was like showed me in regards to like, like how a person can like change, right? They can like make mistakes and like not be the best human and take accountability mm-hmm. and do that work and change. And I was like, it, it like also, um, I would say like plants of the seed in regards to my passion in regards to humanity and like just humans overall. 
And then very similar communication style was like very direct, like, this is what I want. This is where I stand and this is what I like. And I was just like, oh, damn, this is intimidating. So I was just like, you communicate the same style as me. And I was not ready. Like I started feeling like it was good at that moment. And then I started experiencing like anxiousness and I would start talking and I would need like I would I would like not have any saliva in my mouth. It was like I was in the Sahara Desert for like <laughs> weeks and haven't had like a, a drink of water in like months. And I couldn't even speak. And my mouth would get so dry. And he would just be like, oh, here, here's some water. And that happened on multiple occasions. I'm like, why does he even want to hang out with me? Like, I'm here, like, having, like, a full... Self-sabotage. Yeah. Me? Yeah. I mean, so it was the first time I've ever experienced that. So then um, after that, I was just like, okay. He was very, like, kind, very compassionate, very sweet. And, but then I noticed a shift. And when I noticed the shift, that's when I was, like, reflecting. I went to the beach, started journaling. And I was like, why? Where is this anxiety stemming from? And then I had, like, this whole realization. I communicated it. And then he was just like, yeah, you know, I completely understand. I don't feel, um, you know, like, he was just like, yeah, this is, I'm not, I don't feel like we're romantically compatible anymore. Or, like, not anymore, but, like, just, like, I don't see a future in regards to that sense. And then after some time, like, we were able to, like, we coexist in each other's lives as friends and, like, support each other. And I think that's beautiful, too, like, in regards to even if it doesn't work out with, like, your expectations or romantically, you can still, like, you know, be friends or supportive of each other, even if it didn't go as you thought or desired. And I think that's why it's so important because it was also, like, dealt with the whole rejection thing, too. It was like, oh, what? Why Why am I not good enough again? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I just, I came to a realization with that experience that... Um, like I love my people. I love people unconditionally, right? Like I like love you for like your, like the parts that are rough of you. And then like also you're late, you know, uh, cause we're human and we all are in different paths. And, but I'm like super hard on myself. I'm like, so I love people unconditionally, but I don't love myself unconditionally. Like I'm here like, Oh, I'm going to be loved. I'm deserving to be loved. Once I have my goal in regards to my career or where I want to be or once I have this or where I'm this in regards to my fitness level. Like, you know, these type of things. Like, I'm putting all these standards and expectations on myself. And then when he was, like, still so compassionate, like, even when I'm, like, having, like, these meltdowns, I was like, oh, I got to love myself unconditionally. So that just taught me, I'm like, hey, I'm not ready for a romantic relationship because I still got to, like, you know, work on my relationship with myself. And I think that's the most important relationship. And we're not talking about that or teaching people the relationship with yourself. So that's why I really wanted to, like, bring up those four exchanges because it's not about, like, letting that, like, ruin you mm. or, like, dim your light. Like, it's like, no, we can learn it and embrace it. We can embrace these experiences even if it didn't go as planned or as expected. Yeah, I think, uh, and also a great way to kind of like summarize this whole episode is also, it's also to, nothing in your past has to define you. And yes, you cannot change what happened to you, but you can change how the rest of your life will look like. Because you're in control of only yourself and mm -hmm. what exactly. you can do yes. and your outlook. And in a way, that's all that really matters, really, because you are your own person. And if you don't take care of yourself, no one else will take care of you. And so all the experiences that you shared, it always comes back to just one thing, and that's yourself. Yeah, yeah beautifully stated. I 
that last segment, it, it, it was the way that you were able to kind of show your growth and what you were able to take away. Because you, as you were saying, you know, your experiences of, of what was going on in, in your relationships, it's like, oh, that's why this. And yeah. then you would go, go, go. And then I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then you would get to the, I'm like, that's why that. And it's it's beautiful because just like many people will badmouth or talk about all the negatives about their, their exes, they kind of also define us. I mean, mm. those are experiences that we create with people. Almost, there are our own experiences that were kind of created in conjunction with somebody else. Um, but they were still your experiences. They just so happen to be with somebody else, but you're creating those experiences. Sometimes you like some things. Sometimes you learn to not like certain things. And you've been able to apply that every single time. Um, you kind of learned a lesson every single time. So in the next relationship, it's almost like, okay, I'm ready for, I, I've gone through so much. I know what, you know what to expect. But then it's like a new type of experience where you're like whoa i didn't know this was gonna happen all right fine all right now i learned okay the next one all right now i, I know what everything yeah. <laughs> and then you're like oh fuck i don't know what to do with this but every single time you works. always yeah what was that no it's kind of how life works you know yeah it's beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. so then yeah. at this point um but you're still single and you got still out there in the market doing your thing yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm happy where I'm at in regards to, like, my family, my colleagues. My, I feel so fortunate and so blessed. Same. Like, even in regards to, like, this exchange, too. Like, I am so in awe and, like, so happy. And, like, I feel so blessed it's and honored energy. to be thanks here. For yeah, you know? thanks for coming on and, and sharing your experience. I thought this was a great segment. Uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's like a given. It's like a given. What? Like, you, you were, like, for sure we'll have you back on again. You might be, like, a regular. <laughs> yeah, I like you. Yeah. I like and you. That, that was one of the things, like, was when we were talking, it's, like, it doesn't feel like we've only met each other two times i feel like we have known you for like you know 10 years well almost. she's known us for a long yeah. time <laughs> I, know, I know that probably makes it a lot easier <laughs> but not even that because yeah people you might be listening but it's different when you're in the same room so that energy and being comfortable and being honest like, and, and you feel comfortable enough to share some of your experiences it may not be whatever you know with everybody else so and we appreciate you coming on and um and yeah really i'm very happy Oh, thank likewise, you guys. I love likewise. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so as we um as we wrap everything up, we always end with the final thoughts. I asked you last time. I hope you're ready for it again. If you have um, something else. Yeah, say. message you'd like to say to your younger self, uh message you'd like to share with the world. Um so say the say the same thing you did last time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We just used this clip <laughs> yeah. of last time. It's almost <laughs> the same. Just green. <laughs> green. <laughs> well, let's see. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I actually wanted to say so something that my grandma has ingrained since childhood. And I think it, like, correlates to, like, the whole overall theme that we've been talking about. So, she's always said, um, Nadie es mejor que tú, pero tú no eres mejor que nadie. Mm. So, in English, it's like, yeah. you're not, no one's better than you, but you're not better than anyone. And I think mm -hmm. it's so important because it's, like, a lot of people operate from a lens of, like, hierarchy or they identify their worth with, like, their position or where they're at in life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, make no, we're all better. equal, right? We're all equal. And it's in regards to, like, she's always given this example. You can be the CEO to your company. And it's like, to have a thriving environment, you're going to need a receptionist. You're going to need a custodial staff. And guess what? Like, if something goes wrong with the piping or the toilet, like, guess what you need? You need a plumber. So yeah. every role, every person is important, is vital. So it's like, don't identify your worth with like where you're at your status or your like economical status like where you're at or who you're around with it's yourself like and like your relationship with yourself and how you see your values your morals your principles and you can only try to be like the best version of yourself 
So I think that's really important. And everyone plays a role in your life too. Yeah. Yeah, somehow think of all your exes, mm -hmm. you know? They played a really good role in your life and look at who who like it created you, yeah. really defined who you were. And it just like you said, but even like there's certain people in your life as well where you have some friends. I've even told you too that um sometimes you have to like cut them off if you feel like yeah. you're kind of distancing yourself yeah. or you're maybe you're in a different path. Um But sometimes, you know, because then I have certain friends that they're like, oh, why don't you like hang out with them as often? It's like, listen, like they serve a certain role in my life. Like that's not going to be my, you know, speed dial the first person mm -hmm. I call. But I know that, you know, in whatever role that they play, that they're valuable in that role. Exactly. Just like everything else. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone has, you know, yep. just get along. Everybody love everybody. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Guys, thank you so much. Two hour episode. Two hour episode. <laughs> we gotta edit all, ed uh, sorry, right, Angela. Always gonna edit all this shit. Angela, we love you. You're the best. <laughs> we gotta watch I it. I have to talk fast too. Uh, we'll, we'll speed it up on the. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> all right. So, with that being said, thank you so much, everybody, for watching, listening, all that good stuff. Till next time. See you guys. Ciao.